Public Radio's LossesTAVShow.com's game. You're listening to The Starting Block. Hey, welcome to The Starting Block for another week. You've got myself Greeno and I'm joined by a man who spent the last couple of days frantically trying to find his forklift license. Okay, Captain Damo, who are we, sir? Very good, Greeno. Good evening to you, boys, girls, listenership, blockheads, millions around the world, etc. Forklift license. Now, for a while, you've been doing these references at the start of the show. Sometimes I get them, sometimes I don't. What's this one? I have no idea. You have no idea? Oh, mate, no. where were you yesterday? That's the thing. So, uh, our, so I was here. Uh, last week, <laughs> I was at home. You were here. Yeah. Our illustrious PM, uh, he's like, look, I understand there's uh, some staff shortages at the moment. Mm. Can, can we can we lower the age kids can get forklift licenses nice. so we can get some of them to do some of the work at the moment? Going to start marching, marching the kids right back into the mines, Greeno, you know, the coal mines. Yeah. <laughs> so, look. It's, it's an interesting it's an interesting solution to a problem created uh, where they've gone, look, we're going to let it rip. Let's go nuts. And unfortunately, what that's meant is, you know, oh, it turns out a lot of fucking sick people, which means a lot of people can't go to work. Like, well, how are we going to fix the people not being able to go to work? Yeah. Firstly, we're going to change the rules to make the sick people be able to go back to work earlier. Yep. Secondly, we're going to make the kiddies who uh, up until now were unsafe to drive said forklifts mm. uh, go, yeah, mate, go nuts. Uh, you healthy? You good? You got a cough? You got a sniffle? Nah, excellent. Hop on, son. Yeah, it's an interesting. It is an interesting argument, though. It is an interesting argument. I find though, because I have seen you know some people. That's a lot of commentary going around, like, oh, you know, the let it rip attitude, and of course you're going to get more sick people, and then it's harder to get to work. But then, of course, Greeno, one must also consider the reality that locking everybody out of work, even if there are sick people in the society, at least there's more people working with sick people out there than there is with locking everyone up in their own homes. So, you know, there's a point, you know, all those retail stores, right? The people who are getting sick are the people who are going to the shops or working in the shops that only can be served whilst working in the actual fucking real world shopping environment, Mm. right? Otherwise they'd be doing it from home. So, you know, yeah, there's, there's so more it, people working now than there is under complete lockdown. That's fairly obvious, I would have thought, with all the with uh, all of the checks the government was handing out to small businesses. Have we all forgotten the 650 bucks a week that every worker would get because they were furloughed, because they couldn't go to work, because the government locked them down? Like, come on now. So mm. I do find it interesting. But the main point is, Greeno, I do uh, 100% behind getting the kids back into the fucking workforce. Like it used to, like yeah. the good old days, Greeno. Have you seen the those black and white pictures? That's not, no, uh, no fuck the, the 60s. No, the 1860s. Talking, I'm talking oh, about. Oh, 1860s. You're talking chimney sweeps. You're talking yes. Oliver. Yes, you know those old black and white photos you see of London and the and the little depressed little kid who wants who looks like he wants to jump off the Tower of London, right? And he's covered in soot, just a loaf of bread. Work for a week and then we'll let you fucking play your PlayStation. How about that? A week Mm. in the salt mines should do it. Teach you some respect, so I like it. Nice, Gary. And then the rest of us can stay home and work from home (laughs) while the kids tend to the mining situation. Spot on. Uh, is the, firstly, uh, a couple of things. Uh, you know, once again, you're, you're just, you, you apparently think that there's more people working now than in a lockdown. Yeah, potentially. I don't know. I haven't done well, the figures. A, well, what know, what figures that, do you have to do? If shops are open, there's more people working than if all the shops are closed. Like, it's, there's it's too many, fairly logical. There's too many sick people's, if there's too many sick people to open said shops, there then was, those shops are back closed. There's not more people working in a complete lockdown than if there's no lockdown, Greeno. Like, that can't be that can't be possible. 
We're not focusing on negative here. I'm trying to come up with a fix, all right? <laughs> so, you know, you know nothing about viruses. I yes. know nothing about employment between us. We'll fix it. <laughs> now, my theory is, yeah. so there seems to be a couple of things. There's meat shortages yeah. and there's uh, delivery shortages. There's okay. not enough staff to do the, the meat and, and also deliveries. Yeah. So what I'm putting out here, virtual abattoirs. Nice. <laughs> nice, Gary. I want, I, want, uh, I want Boogie from the, the comfort of his own home to be able to slice and dice a cow at his own whim. Yep. Uh, I don't know how they're going to do it. That's not my problem. I'm just coming up with a solution. They're going to find a way to, to, to sort it out. What if we, uh, what if we hire the vaccinated and masked children to be the delivery drivers? So now we'll start giving them their license at the age of 10. No, nah, but get the, vac- the vaccinated, the you got to remember, the vaccine doesn't work anymore. That's so right. That's we can't, right. We, now, now it's probably safer to have the unvaccinated do it. Yes. Cover <laughs> so the vaccinated, you stay at home. Okay. <laughs> yeah. You stay this at home and log into your workstation and we'll send the unvaccinated, specifically the children, to go around mm. in the Ubers. They'll have to get those booster seats so they can see over the little yeah, dashboard. That's fine. Right that's fine. I've seen, I've seen, look who's talking, mate. If a fucking baby can drive a taxi, yeah. then surely we can get some kiddies out there delivering some meat. Um, oh, look, and there goes a dog driving a car. That was a baby <laughs> driving a bus. Very good. So we fixed it. We fixed it. We're all good. So okay. virtual avatars, boogie from his home, slicing and dicing, kitties behind a, the wheel of a taxi, a la look who's talking, uh, fixed it. Oh, like, shit. like I said. I forgot I still had the uh, intro um, screen on that nice, whole time. Nice, Gary. Doesn't there matter, man. No one's watching. Don't worry about it. Not uh, even, not watching. even us, because it was able to be broadcast for a solid ten minutes without noticing. So we're not even exactly. watching this. We're not watching. We don't pay attention to our mm. show. Um, I'd like to start the show off with muted word of the week. Now, oh, what good. I've realised: social media, especially in the in the uh, the COVID era, is is that fucking repetitive dickhead at a pub, right? Mm. Who who wants to tell you about his opinion but just bangs on about the same point to the point where you're like, mate, I fucking heard you an hour ago. Yeah, Mm -hmm. I get it. I get it. No need to tell me again. But we'll perpetually follow you around, said pub, just fucking annoying you about the point that he made two and a half hours ago that he's been talking about for two and a half hours. That's social media. And then relating every single, like, every deterrent from the conversation that you're having, he keeps mm. keeps bringing it back to the point. Every single time. Point. Like, it doesn't That's matter what, you, what you bring up. You can say, like, yeah. I was at my daughter's ballet recital yesterday, and you'll go, yeah, you know, I've, I've seen ballet recitals, and they remind me of Russia because you know how Russians are so so fucking good at ballet, and it reminds me of the fucking 2016 Trump election. You're like, oh, here we fucking go again. Here we go. How do you Spot do on. that? Exactly. <laughs> so, uh, thankfully, we, we can now mute the dude at the pub because we're not allowed to go to the pub anymore. Yeah. Uh, now we can also mute... Mute, mute word. So we like to do muted word of the week on, on this particular show. So uh, for me, this week, muted word of the week, NFTs. Nice, now, now, I don't know what a fucking NFT is, and that would involve me doing research, looking it up. All I know is it's fucking up my timeline. Mm. We talked about it before. All I want to see uh, is sport, 80s movies, and tip. That's all I want on my timeline. That's my rules. You throw anything else in there. It's ruining what, I, what I'm trying to achieve from social media. <laughs> you want to be abreast of the issue. Someone earlier asked me what's an NFT, and I replied, not fucking turnips. And I think yep. that's probably that's right. It. Unless, unless it is one, a turnip reference, then we're all fucked. It could be. If we're turnips, look, uh, once again, you can't deliver the turnips anyway. We haven't got the kiddies in line yet. Yeah. The kid, we're not handing so, out licenses to the 10-year-olds yet to get the little fuckers back to the workforce, like where they belong. Like the girl. Long, spot on, nine-year-olds. Yep. Um, I was think, actually, sorry, quick reflection. We're going to step back in time to the last yep. uh, topic. Yeah. 
to about a minute and a half ago. Uh, we were talking about the forklift. This really is, this is re- really the dumbest, most narcissistic thing on the internet, this stupidity that we do here. It's so dumb. It's really dumb. And it's the we whole thing of like week. pretending, it's the whole thing of like acting like we're doing it like for real. Like it's like, you know, which it, it sounds good and it looks presentable and stuff, but you know, it's not very uh, good. It's, it's not really very good nothing. at all. Yeah. This is really nothing, it's to terrible. be honest. Um, <laughs> and it's not even well presented because, like, theoretically, no. I should have like covered this topic when I we were doing the topic, mm. but I just like, went on to the next joke and mm. then, like, oh shit, I forgot about this joke from earlier. So we'll uh, back, step back, back in time for a that, minute and a half. That's why we got the step back in time yeah. soundbite. There's a lot of soundbites. Any, any programming. <laughs> Here's a tip for the listeners. If you ever hear a program and there's a lot of sound bites in them, yeah. a la this show, yeah. it means the show's not very good. It's trash. Because you've got to fill it with sound bites to distract you from the fact there's no quality content that yeah. the, the hosts are presenting. Correct. Um, Whoa, we've got well, a corn alert. Oh, you know, coming in. Did you hear the latest about Ariana Grande? Oh, my God, baby. Oh, yeah. Blow your mind, FM, right here on your dial. Fuck yeah. Quick quick story time before we step back in time. <laughs> ah, the Earth Report. It's been a while. Yeah. Uh, st- can we do a story time before we go back well, and like step back in time? I like stories about pinatas. Yep. The show's now reached the point where I'm interrupting my own stories to talk another story. Okay. Um, <laughs> now, uh, took the took the little one for a bike ride. I like to take him out for bike rides. So I get him out, get him some fresh air, gives him a bit of exercise. He loves it. He's like, Daddy, we go, we pretend to go on a dinosaur adventure. Hmm. We drive around, we go through bushes. He's like, there's a stegosaurus. I'm like, excellent, son. We're fucking, we're out there. We're exercising. Yep. Good fun. Now, took my son out last week. I decided to, I, I like to put the uh, the radio on. Normally it's baseball games, but there's no baseball on at the moment. Hmm. Um, but so I've been putting Spotify on, just listening to some random punk tunes. Okay. And then this week I'm like, I'm going to mix it up now. I'm just going to put on some ESPN radio because the uh, the NFL had just finished. They beat a couple of cracking games. So you just want a bit um, of since- post-match mindless banter, you know. Well, there was a game going on at the same time. I'm uh. like, surely they're going to cover the game. Right. They talk about it, blah, blah, blah. Hmm. Unfortunately not. What I end up enduring hmm. was in the 30-minute bike ride I took my son out for yeah. was 20 minutes of ads. Nice there was Gary. literally nice six Gary. there was literally different six different interruptions in that 30-minute span of an ad. Yeah. So there was like two minutes of content, four minutes of ad, two minutes of content, four minutes of ad. Six times in that 30-minute span. I'm like, am I have I like is my app repeating? I didn't no. understand where I was losing my mind. So I just put an ad to the Twitterverse and I'm like, look, just listen to ESPN for the first time in a long while. Is, is anyone else having the same issue where there's an ad every three minutes? I just had six ads and it was like 20 out of the 30 minutes. It's relentless. And apparently that's the new rule. That's what they do. They just fucking they drown you with ads. Because, uh, yeah, because. Let's, let's contact more ads. Oh, man. Like they, I've noticed that they play way more commercials in the States than they do here when I've watched like American TV, like even the news channels and stuff. You know what I mean? Like mm. it's, it's a lot more commercial uh, than we have, but especially the sport and especially uh, the football because it's just they've you know a, a forensic well, accountant cool, type a forensic accountant type has looked who knows nothing about football but he sat there and he's accounted for like all of the stoppages in play and figured out how much per second he can sell advertising space for you know well, and so every well, single time the ball stops moving that's it it's a commercial it's fucking it's unwatchable it's unlistenable. Oh, the, 
And if you're watching the game, different story. Someone went down injured, they go for a three-minute ad. And that, that's their prerogative. But this was like – this was radio, right? So they yeah. weren't even covering the game. I thought, look, the, oh, the Bengals just are just talking about the game. That's even yeah, worse. Yeah, just talk about the game. But at the same time, Bengals have just won their first playoff game in 31 years, right? Mm. So I'm like, look, they're going to be getting the Bengals fans on the line. There's plenty to talk about. It was an amazing performance. Joe Burrow, the guy they drafted like early in you know, two years ago, I think off the top of my head. Um like his first ever playoff win, they've ended the drought. This is amazing. They talk about it incessantly, and it was like, and it was it was a Joe Biden ad for oh fucking forty God. times back to back about oh let's we're going to reflect back on the presidency of Joe Biden. That's weird. How that we kind of how shit. he has the lowest uh, lowest approval ratings in forty years, and I'm like, why is this ad repeating over and over and over? It was yeah. fucking very weird. Hey, listen, why that can't story. why can't no, you one, Americans? Like, good story. I like stories about pinatas. Listen, why why can't you Americans do sport politics cross promotions like we do? Now, what we do is. We sit the prime minister in the commentary box of the cricket box. for like awkward, awkwardly for like ten minutes, and then you know, yeah. like whether he's trying to guess when he's allowed to talk. And the commentator Gilly was with him, right? And I think Gilly mm-hmm. quite likes Scomo. Uh, the way he was talking to him, I think he respects him, or he at least respects the office, which is good. You know, it's what you expect in a cricket kind of environment. No, Gilly's just Gilly's just a good dude, and he's I think just he like, is, yeah. Really? They, they, they went around the office, right? They're like, yeah. who are we going to put in here with ScoMo? Yeah. We're not going to put Warney in. Yeah. Uh, we're not going to put no, in Howie. Can't put fucking, in. Oh, oh, Howie, Howie Mark, no. Mark Wall will just fucking whinge and complain for the entire time the PM's in there. If you put Brendan uh, Julian in, ScoMo will fall asleep. If <laughs> <laughs> you put Brendan Julian in, he'll just talk about ads for the better part of the whole segment, and we're going to miss out on the ScoMo plugs. Talk about camping. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, uh, who we got? Oh, we got Isha, and we've got uh, Gilly. All right, Isha was so, yeah. Isha was in there with him now, but the funny thing was, right? Gilly, <laughs> Gilly was cutting him off because because Ooh. cricket was happening. Now he gave him a yeah. lot of leeway, but of like, remember a wicket fell. So Gilly was kind of like, well, I've kind of got to step in here, Prime Minister. Sorry, if you could just yeah. hold on for one second, there's fucking cricket happening, and it was nice, a nice, yeah. nice Gary to. Uh, Gilly. Gilly was probably one of the best in the commentary box, I think, over the summer of the Ashes, don't you? Oh, 100%. In, so, in the Fox uh, coverage. We're doing, our, we're doing our power rankings. Oh, yeah, uh, we're doing our power, power rankings. Ranking. Yeah. Uh, this is a fucking Ashes commentator, and we'll get back to the step back in time that I was talking about four minutes ago. Uh, so, number no, no. In a minute after we do the power rankings. So, uh, number one, I think we're going to be in agreement of this. Yep. Ishigua. Oh, yeah. Uh, Num- 10. Yeah. 10 out of 10. Yeah. I just number love Isha because Isha, like, despite the fact that she's a she, obviously, she reminds me of a traditional cricket commentator when we were growing up. And that's, and that's what, what I, I miss. Her. Yeah, man. Because she, she's got, because she's British and, you know, cricket is, cricket is thought of differently in England than it is here. And we she always, talks fucking cricket. <laughs> she does. She talks fucking cricket. She knows what she's talking about too. Like she's pretty fucking good. Uh, she was a pretty good little handy little player too, if I'm not mistaken, wasn't she? Like she, she won a lot of shit when she played for England. So, yeah, you know, r- respect all around. She's also a bit of a tidy unit in my opinion as well. So in your opinion, yeah, for easy me, on the uh, eye. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah uh, for me, uh, I, don't, but, I don't see it as much. The main thing is, is time. like she's got that understated, subtle cricket commentator quality, which I like, as opposed to you know, say Mark Howard's probably a very nice guy, but he's just like I, I think he should be commentating wrestling or something. Like he's that's yeah, he's where he belongs. Like, you know, he's he's a Daryl Eastlake. 
Yeah, yeah that's the problem. He's very matey and blokey, yeah. and it's like you know. I don't want. I don't want matey and blokey in my cricket commentary. I just no. want. I just want honestly talk cricket. Yeah, and uh, if you're going to so be matey and blokey, you have to do it with a touch of class, and that's why you've got Kerry O'Keefe. Greeno. Spot on. Who, for me, number two. No, oh, absolutely. Kerry O'Keefe will always be nine, my number one, I think. Uh, yeah, but Isha, for me, this summer, I, I put her ahead. Standout performer this summer. Yeah. She, over yeah, over yeah. her career, it's Kerry O'Keefe, you know. By, oh, over Kerry, different yeah. story. We're talking this summer, the, the Fox commentary yeah. we listened to. For me, it was Isha, then Kerry. I enjoyed them both. Yeah. The reason I put Kerry at two behind Isha at number one is he he got a little bit involved in the, the buffy blokey stuff. Not his fault. Because he, he got stuck in there with fucking Howie and Warney. A lot. Uh, made, made it difficult for him to try and make, you know, very articulate analysis that yep. he normally does. Well, uh, did you hear him with AB? So, yes, you're right. But did you hear him with AB in the commentary box? It was a totally different fucking. Oh, um, so good, mate. It was so good. Yeah, man. Because you hear AB is like, AB's kind of like, he kind of sounds nervous, oh, you know, when he's yeah. in the box. So it's a bit of, oh, you know. But Kerry O'Keefe's not. And Kerry O'Keefe's like, uh, Alan, you were known for having a murderous cut shot. Uh, when you approached a bowler like this, do you try to balance your weight, bef- uh, you know, on the back foot more? Are you looking to rotate around and get it, you know, backward a square? And it's like shit like that. But then when he's in the box with Warney, Kerry O'Keefe turns to, and then he and then he drank one too many and fell over. <laughs> Which I also love, mind you. Nice, that Gary. Fucking, give give yourself a nice, Gary. That was the most nice, spot on karaoke impersonation I've Nailed heard. Carry that on. is unbelievable. <laughs> That's better than my Kimmy. Because Kimmy's not hard to do. But fuck me, that was quality. That. Thank you, <laughs> okay, so Gary number two, number three for me was Huss. I enjoyed yes, Michael Huss. Nice, Gary. Nice, Gary. Yeah. Huss was good. Definitely agreed on three. We're happy with Huss at three. Yeah, absolutely, lock it in. All right, cool. Uh, number four, I'm probably going to go AB. Mm, I don't know if I can. Ah, oh, gee, you know, it's a tough one, isn't it? Really? I, after I, that, it's fucking it's murder. No, no, three, no. I'm going to put I'm going to put uh, Michael Vaughan in a solid four because I like Vaughan and you fucking hate him. Yeah, I like. I didn't him, like him. So. Yeah, well, I'm going to because AB I'm was going, only AB was barely there. You know. I think Vaughny did three yeah, and no, AB did one or two. First or second test. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and then after that, all murder. Not going to bother ranking. Because um, <laughs> it, it, literally, it's terrible after that. It's terrible. Because uh, you got, you, you've got a, a bucket of shit that is uh, Warney, uh, Mark Waugh, right, uh, Binger, Trina Julian, and Howie. That's that's the pit that's left. Mm. And I want no part of it. Um, well, at least Michael, you did, at so least you didn't have to sit through Michael Slater. So you know, yeah, good point. Now, fair call. Yeah, fair nice. call. Nice, Gary. Uh, <laughs> so back to our step back in time from about yeah. twelve minutes ago now. So when we're talking about forklifts, uh, it got me reflecting. Right, where mm. back as back as a youngin. I didn't realize you needed a license to do a forklift. Because yeah. I swear I was fucking ripping around on a, a forklift back in my supermarket days. Mm. Sans license, I guarantee it. Oh, yeah. Um, and I was, I must have been, like, I, I wouldn't have been like 12, but I swear I wasn't been 15 whatever the or something like that. Now. Yeah, 15, because you got to move the pallets. Like I used to work in Delhi, I had to move, I had to move pallets out of the way to be able to get to the freezer and get the stock, etc. Well, et those those were in the days before the supermarket started hiring people 
you know, with titles such as things like, you know, health and safety compliance officer. <laughs> ah, fair call. Right? Because back in the day, it was just like, hey, kid, do you know? I remember I was 16 years old. I was working at a dump, right? Like a literal mm-hmm. dump. I was 16 years old. I, I didn't even have a full license to drive a car, and I was moving fucking semi-trailers around, hooking them up to that? huge yeah. machines, <laughs> driving backhoes and, like, like – Fucking going into these huge, like I don't. When I say huge, I mean it's like a pit. It's like a twenty-story high building, and there's big mm. fucking compactors and shit, and it feeds into semi-trailers. I was down there moving there and doing all that shit. And if yeah. I had have walked with that experience, I could walk to the nearest warehouse where near where I lived, and I couldn't get a job driving a fucking little tiny forklift. It's like a matchbox car. I'm like, you fucking cool. serious? No, you got to get a license for that. Oh, okay, I'm not qualified. Fucking nice, Gary. Nice, mate. Gary. <laughs> nice, Gary. We were working around. We're the same age, and we were working at the same time. I was work. I was working a forklift. Definitely with no license. Yeah. Well, because we had to had to put the stock somewhere, and someone had to move it, and no one had a license. So I was like, fuck it, just. Yeah. Bring the deli guy in. I'm sure he can put it up on the second floor. Yeah, It'd be fine. Nowadays, they'd fucking run you. You'd be written up, Greeno. You'd get an official yeah. warning for that. You haven't been trying. No, Where's your license? My boss's and you know what? Like, I remember going fishing once when I was like 20 years old, maybe younger, 19, 18, fishing something like license. that. Fish, yes. Fucking fishing license. Because we show up to the bait shop and it's like, yeah, oh, you boys going out, eh? You got your license. Like, you know, the meme for Australia is you got a license for that, mate. You know, yeah. like it, it was literally, you've got, have you got a license? for that and you know baz was like what are you fucking talking about a license and he goes oh you need a license to fish here and he's like you're fucking kidding are you i'm just gonna go out and <laughs> it's everyone's fucking water what are you talking about like it's like no so you had to fill it and it's fucking bullshit because he filled it out at the bait shop greeno so you yeah, know yeah. you fill out your fishing license form it costs you 30 bucks and it's good for a year you hand it to the bait shop guy he's like all right off you go no one's checking it it's just no, a money-making it. scheme I want to see the dude who gets pulled over out there with the rod. He's like, "Hey, man, you got a license for that rod?" And you're like, "No, mate, I'm not fishing. This is a uh, this is like a just art art, art piece. Yeah, this is a uh, artistic rod. This one, no, no, no fishing, no bait on it." <laughs> I've got to tell you, I like stories about pinatas. I've got to tell you a story. It's not a story. It's a it's a joke. It's a King Billy Coke bottle joke, right? Along the same mm-hmm. lines. So, uh, this guy, his he's his friend, King Billy's friend, is always Morton. He's always in the joke. So he's like, "Hey, Morton." Morton's out at the creek and he's fishing around and he he comes across this cage and it's got a fucking mud crab in it, right? So he opens yeah. up the cage and he puts the mud crab in the in the boot of the car and just as he's about to drive off, someone taps him on the shoulder and it's the fisheries inspector. He's there to inspect the traps and he goes, what are you doing there, Morton? And he goes, oh, nothing, mate. Just out, you know, out here taking my crab for a swim. And he's like, what do you mean? And he goes, yeah, that's my pet mud crab, mate. His name's Marky. I take him, I bring him down here for the, for a swim every day. And he goes, oh, that's fucking bullshit. And he goes, no, look, I'll prove it. I'll put him in the in the creek and he'll swim around and he'll come straight back to me. And the guy says, all right, then prove it. So, he, you know, he picks up the crab and he puts it in the creek and the crab goes swimming off and he just swims away and fucks off and doesn't come back. And the fisheries inspector turns to him and says, well, Morton, where is he? And he goes, where's what? No. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Exactly. So dumb. That's a scam. Uh, Let's do a story time, which is meant to be the opening segment. I like stories about pinatas. Dana, we talked about uh, the start of my year. Hadn't hadn't got off a good start. Uh, Mm. Fucking broke my finger. Wife was uh, 
uh, according to work for during a uh, middle no, of lockdown. Just for future um, reference, Greeno, do not jump from I broke my finger to my wife, okay? No, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. She likes it rough. <laughs> yeah, we had, uh, what else did we have? Oh, Greeno passed out of exhaustion day one of the year. Yep. Plenty of bad shit happened to kick off the year. And I was like, look, you know, it's Definitely. been a bad year, but already, and yeah. we're only, what, 10 days in when we did that segment. Yeah. So I'm like, surely. The fucking th- shit's about to turn. Can't, right? get, any, know, right, yeah. can't get any worse uh, than this, can it? Oh. The, uh, that's right. My, my car blew up. I can't drive my car. And yeah. i got to get a brand new transmission. Got to find 10 grand for that bastard. How are you, got, so, how are you moving on that front, by the way? Got that sorted? Uh, that one, still, nah, still uh, up in the air. So what happened is sent it, sent it to the manufacturer to go, look, hey, can you cover it under warranty? Warranty expired. Oh, shit. You stick. So, yeah, no good, no good. And if you've got uh, to order we, something in, mate, you're going to be waiting like six months because every uh, world yeah. shipping is basically like, you know, moving at a snail's pace. So no one's getting exactly. anything. So, yeah. Exactly. So I was like, look, surely my luck's got to turn around, right? Yeah. So I'm like, look, I'm not far off annual leave. I'm, I'm about to have about, about a bit of holiday. It's going to be good. I'm going to have some time off. It's going to be nice. Mm-hmm. Uh so in, in, in the mood, my mind is focused on positivity, trying yep. to put all the bad shit in the, in, in the, the rearview mirror. You're muting words and on then, Twitter. <laughs> You're getting rid of all the negativity. Yeah. You just want 80s exactly. movies and sport and tits, mate. And, and tits. That's all I want. Those three things. 80s sport and tits. Everyone's a happy man. <laughs> show, me a, show me a man who's unhappy when their life has nothing other than 80s movies, sport and tits. I guarantee no, you won't find one. And and in the perfect scenario, like in the pure Bermuda Triangle scenario, Greeny, you want to combine all three. Like for example, like Major League, or yeah, you know, you've oh, got to get a yes, movie with talking. sport, <laughs> sport, eighties, and tits. Can we get a pool together of all of the sport movies from the nineteen eighties that show breast? Yeah. And then yeah, that, no they, tit- those no will tit- be Major League. That's a good point. That's 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 nah. the perfect. That's the list of perfect movies enshrined in time. Like if we could put them in a in a time capsule to the year yeah. four thousand or something, and they'll go. You know what? These guys had a lot of fun back then in the eighties. The eighties yeah. look fucking good. I'd like. That's I'd love challenge. to have a look at it. I was a bit of. I, I was a kid you. in the eighties. Like I don't remember it. You know, we were like fucking seven years old. <laughs> when the 80s yeah. were finished. So we missed all of the AIDS and stuff. And it looks like a hell of a lot of fun back then. i tell you who I think might be the man for that mission. I, I think Pessy will be mm. able to tell us what, what sports movie yeah. has, is from the 80s, yeah. sports and tip. I reckon, there's, I reckon there would be dozens of them, like that we just can't think of right be. now. Yeah. Because all sports movies tend, like back in the 80s, sports movies tended to be kind of like very positive. They were all like feel-good stories. Yeah. So I can't imagine a lot of tit in there. You know what I mean? No. no. Because so, all the ones I'm thinking back on, I'm like, yeah, anything that might be 80s and sport is all very feel-good. Um, I was just uh, I like stories story about Pinatas. <laughs> Speaking yeah, yeah. of 80s movies, I uh, myself and the Lady Boogs, we watched uh, Beverly Hills Cop last night, Greeno. Oh, how good is that movie? That's one of the best. And the first one. And we were laughing and yeah. we we're like, how fucking good is this? Especially the scene when he's in the hotel and he's like, so if Michael Jackson comes around here and he's <laughs> looking for me, tell him he ain't staying at the Hollywood Hotel because they don't let no niggas up in here. It was like, I was fucking on the floor. We were both on the floor laughing and it was just, 
it's I also you, when you watch those movies with those kinds of jokes in them, right? And just Eddie going at his fucking prime at the peak of his powers, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? When you watch them, it's funny, but it's also sad because it's like, oh man, the world is so shit now. Like everything has to have a fucking message embedded in it now. You know what I mean? Well, there, We've got to stand up that, for women or stand up for trans people or stand or fight against fashion. It's it's just constant fucking never ending messaging and shit. And people ah. barely, barely make just good movies right now. You know what I mean? But we were watching Beverly Hills Cop and, you know, like the opening credits of Beverly Hills Cop, the first movie. I reckon they, and I'm like, I say to the lady books, look at this, like look how easy were credits back in the eighties because they were just filming like fucking normal people on the street and like sitting on the fucking uh, steps yeah. of their housing project or whatever, well, drinking out of bags and they just put the music to it. Yeah. And then the names on the screen. That's it. It was like, this is low demographic. Yeah. We get as many establishing shots as we can. Yep. Yeah, very much this so. This is where he's from. But it's just like with a yeah. music track, put the names on the screen, we're done, that's it. Now they have yeah. like elaborate fucking special effects and shit for the title sequences and everything's got to have a messy. It's almost like they're thinking too much about it. Just, let's just strip it all back. Get back to basics. Back. Just make good I mean, fucking stories. And some shots and a good story and yeah. some good jokes. Don't worry don't about Right. Don't worry about being funny and also empowering for lesbians. Like just no, be funny. Just be funny. Yeah. But no, we can't. I watched do that. Um, nice no, because, you watched Beverly Hills last night. I watched uh for the first time ever, I watched the movie Heat last night. You ever seen the movie Heat? Yeah, that's uh Scarface and who else? Yeah, Robert De Niro, Al Pacino. Al Pacino, Robert De Niro, yeah. But it's got like it's fucking a dirty cop or amazing. something is from memory. No, not a dirty cop, but it's uh it's a, it's a legit cop and like a, a, a crime guy who's like pretty right. switched on, so they kind of have respect for each other. Right. Um but the cast in itself is unbelievable. Like Val Kilmer, you've got um who was it there? Natalie Portman. Yep. Um bunch of actors that I'm like, wow, this this cast is unbelievable. Yeah. But it, it once again it wasn't wasn't trying to go to a certain methodology of like trying to put a message. It was just an old school cop film yeah. where you're like, you got a fucking smart baddie and you got a smart cop and they're going head to head and eventually they're going to meet in the end. Yeah. And one of them's kind of come out ahead. And it went for like two and a half hours. Such a good film. Never seen it before. But apparently the fun factor of that film was in the movie, how, uh, the movie was like two hours, 50 minutes, right? Mm. Um, and that, but that was the cut down version. The original God, movie went long. for like a lot. A lot longer, right? Yeah. So, but in the original version, Al Pacino was a cokehead. Ah. So randomly throughout, but they cut out all the coke stuff. Why? So randomly throughout the movie, he's just like screaming randomly. You know, like why's fucking Al screaming about a big ass? I don't understand. So they cut out. They cut out all of all of the context, and then and then kept the reactions in. (laughs) Yeah. So randomly in the middle of the night, Al's just fucking going on like a coke rant, and you're like, what's what happened to Al? I haven't even seen him take any coke. What's going on? He was a level-headed cop fucking five minutes ago. But anyway, going back to your point of. Mm. Back in the day, they didn't try and put a message in. It was literally just, he's a good cop, he's a bad cop. Hmm. I'm sorry, he's, he's a good cop, he's a bad guy. They're both kind of smart, and you kind of want to root for both of them, but in the end, one's got to come out and watch their journey. It was it was enjoyable. You know the last, like, kind of newish, enjoyable movie that I saw that, like, didn't have any overarching message in it, and it's a few years old now, I think, was called Knives Out. I don't know if you saw that. 
Uh, no. Kind the, of, the name sounds familiar. I've never seen it though. It's got like Daniel Craig who plays like a Creole detective. Like a Definitely haven't seen role. it. Yeah. Oh, it's, it's good. It's kind of like a Cluedo, but it's it doesn't take itself seriously, you know, and it's okay. it's a murder mystery, but done like in that kind of fun way, like like a Cluedo game, right? You know, so yeah, he's yeah. this special investigator who's brought in to figure out who murdered the old guy and he interviews them and stuff and it, they've all got their little quirks and they're all backstabbing each other and shit. But, you know, I watch that and then you get to the end of it and you're like, oh, you know what? That was refreshing because no one called me a fucking racist during it, you know? So it's like... That was nice. I enjoyed that. Like, we're nice. so easy to please Yay. now. We're so easy to please. All you have to do is not, you know, go around and say, well, that you're a fucking white supremacist or a sexist and a pig and you hate gay people. And it's like, ah, oh, are we doing this again? Am I getting lectured again for going to the movie? I'm paying for this. Why are we paying for mm. this lecturing? Yeah, you don't, you don't pay for it. No. You just got to pirate it online. That's right. Steal uh. it. <laughs> Steal it and prove them wrong. Huh? Nice, Gary. <laughs> Realise we're still in the middle of a story time. We'll finish oh, up nice story time and then we'll go to a break. Uh, so uh, bad luck, bad luck start the year. So I'm like, surely my luck's got to change, mate. Got to, got to, got to change. Then get a, get a little message on. That's it. Get a little message on uh, on, on Friday, Arvo, to go look. Uh, sorry, bit bit of Rona in my son's daycare, yeah. and I'm like, look, what, what ruins it? Did you get what, what rooms it in? What rooms it in? And they're like, look, uh, it's in it's in the bigger room. And I'm like, well, has, has my son been in there? They're like, nah, he hasn't. I'm like, excellent. Wait, wait, We're all good. wait. Back. What room is the COVID in? Uh, yeah, in the. Does it just well, stay well, in one room? The, does it? Or? Well, basically, no. It was only one positive kid, and yeah. you don't know whether he bought it. Yet. So anyway, I was like, what? what so what that room one was kid was in? just in that one room that whole time. In one room. So I was like, sweet. We're they all good. Pen, are they right? in pens? The children. <laughs> Like well, little they're cages. In, they're, they're in the individual rooms, right? So you've got okay. older kids in one room, you've got middle kids in one room, uh, and you've got younger kids, similar to, like, fucking school, mate. Uh, That's how daycare works. They don't let them so you can have the babies with the fucking five-year-olds. Like, it's, it's all separated. Oh, okay. Go nuts. So, anyway, I was like, look, we're, we, should be, we should be all good. I'd then love the thought, though, of five-year-olds beating up babies in the playground babies, at daycare. Yeah. <laughs> Just walking over to the pram and punching them in the face. Bang! Yeah. Teach them life lessons early. Can you yeah. drive a forklift? So <laughs> nice, Gary. The prime minister so anyway, needs you to get to Lynn yeah. Fox and get on a fucking forklift and start moving pallets around. Start loading trucks, exactly. kid. Stop complaining. Yeah. Exactly. If can you get the COVID, if you get the COVID, you'll you, you'll go home and use the virtual forklift simulator on your laptop. The abattoir. Can you work in a commercial abattoir? Can you work in a virtual slaughterhouse? <laughs> um, so. So then anyway, we're like, okay, what are we going to do? Well, we can send the money. Then we get a ding on the Sunday to go, look, uh, turns out there's a positive case in your son's room now. Oh, no. Uh, we're not going to shut down the daycare because that would mean we have to refund everyone's money. Health says don't oh, refund their money. <laughs> Our but policy if you says kids, strictly do not refund their money. Do not refund kids' money, <laughs> their parents' money. So I was like, fuck, what do we do? So we kept the kid at home. We're like, look. There's an outbreak thing. So then we're going to monitor him for seven days because he was there the days the other kid was there. Yeah. So then, then it's that it's that fucking uh, Sophie's Choice, right? Similar mm. to what you talked about on the show about two weeks ago. Yeah. Where we only had two rats in our house, right? <laughs> yes. So, so who, gets, like, who gets the last antidote? Vial? So we're like, look, <laughs> fuck, we've got like Zach's a close contact, so we've got to make sure he gets tested. Yeah. And then my wife had to call her boss because she works in aged care mm. and go, look, here's the situation. What do I need to do? It's like, well, you've got to do a test. And we're like, well, we've only got two, and but we've all been hanging out. What do you want us to do? They're like, well, do the two people the most at risk. So we had to do 
like my wife, and then we had to do my son. Thankfully, results came back negative, all good. Okay. But then they're like, oh, you got to wait seven days anyway to like before any symptoms appear, make sure blah, 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 blah. So, so what like, do I take oh, the test for then? If I've got to wait seven days anyway, why am I taking the test now? That's exactly. But then we used, then we had to use all our tests. So that's fucking like, oh, geez, that's no good because we only had two. Yeah. Ah, because you can't yeah. get tests anyway. Now you've got, now you've got to do what everyone else who thinks they have COVID does, Greener, and is go to the shop and line up with everybody and mix with everybody and fight over the remaining home tests that you can get Spot so you on. can go back to, so you don't have to isolate. <laughs> Exactly. So that man. So then, anyway. to, so then, then suddenly there was an outbreak in my son's daycare to the point where they're just kind of like, this person's got it, this person's got it, this person's got it. Uh, but health still tells us don't close the daycare because that means we have to refund everyone's money. Yes. So that that puts me in an interesting position where I've got to keep my son at home to protect his health and other kids' health because he's t- apparently a close contact, but they won't shut down the daycare, and I still get to pay for the fucking daycare. Right. So. So that's happening. Then my son has decided, here's a good idea. I'm at home with dad while he's trying to work. Here's my fun game this here's my fun game this week. I'm gonna go perpetually throughout the course of his work day while he's trying to fucking train people and interact with his workmates. For no reason whatsoever. Like his sister might have barely touched him. It's fucking very he's, annoying throughout the course into of the workday. Fi- he's turned into a walking fire alarm from the from exactly. the Exactly. He's, he's, <laughs> he's a walking fire alarm. So that's, <laughs> exactly. So that's what I've been dealing with uh, throughout the course of the week. Now, so that's not good, right? That's not good a situation. But I was like, look, I've, once again, Green, I'm trying to look on the positive. I'm blocking the negative shit. Got to be trying positive. To look at the positive. Yeah. So uh, my wife and I, we ordered an outdoor couch uh, a couple of months back. Nice guy. Uh, we were looking forward to it. But, like, look, we want to sit outside during our, our holidays off together. We're going to read a book. We want to, like, have a coffee outside, look You've over the mountains. you got daylight savings. Um, the sun will be out till 7.30, 8 o'clock. beers, yeah. coffees, whatever we want to do. We can, we can sit on a nice comfy couch outside, get some fresh air. It's going to be fucking heaven. See? We're going to fucking love it. Happy days. Now, we get a nice little message last week going, look, your, your couch is your outdoor chair arriving next week. Right. Excellent. Beautiful. Fucking nice, Gary. Happy days. Going to be here before our holidays. Wonder before Christmas. But anyway, all good. Got it for our holidays. Hmm. So it rocks up during the week and the wife's like, you want to wait till the weekend to build it? I'm like, fuck no, man. As soon as I knock off work, I'm building that bad boy. Me and you are going to sit here. We're going to watch the sunset. We're going to look at the mountain. We're going to get fresh air and we're going to have a beer. It's going to be fucking amazing. It's going to be so good. So I open up the box. I start to put, I, I pull out all the parts because you've got to pull the parts, Damo. Yep. Firstly, I see Dick moved to this particular company. You I didn't realize dick. it was a flat pack when I paid the thousands of dollars that I paid for this fucking chair. Wow, the, um, cou- the couch I- is a flat flat pack it was a flat pack i thought i'm gonna bring me a built couch wait wait how can a couch be a flat what is it like a desk in the shape of a couch is it or like how can a couch be a flat pack i don't understand i don't know it was a fucking flat pack i gotta put it together (laughs) so i pull the parts out to build this bastard and then i look and i'm like oh what's going on here and in one in the support area Hmm. there's a bit of doubt that some dickhead has decided here's a good idea I'm going to hammer it in too hard, oh. and the dowel has gone through the bit of wood it's meant to be in. So I'm like, fuck. Well, I called Lady Greeno over, yeah. and I'm like, look, check out this shit. Like, the fucking thing has gone through. I haven't through. even touched it yet. There's a bit of thing. I haven't even touched it yet. I'm like, look, yeah. it's not, not the worst thing. I can deal with it. I can fucking, like, put, a put screw something in there inside, and it'll be fine. Yeah. I'll be sweet. We can just, like, block it off with no dramas. And she's like, oh. and I heard her get, like, her breath just gasp. I'm like, 
what are you, why are you gasping? I'm like, it's not on the bat. And she's like, no, look at this. And then I turn it over and the whole side is split down the oh, middle. No, Gary! <laughs> the fucking support beam in half. Wow. And I'm like, you motherfucker. So we've been waiting three months for this fucking thing to rock up. Yep. And it finally arrived. This was my, this is kind of like what was going to bring my week around, Damo. Yeah, this was um, your hype. Kind of, you were looking forward to this. It's like, don't worry. This there. shit that's been, we've been waiting through for the last two weeks, we're going to, it's going to melt away while we're drinking cocktails on our new outdoor couch. On our new outdoor thing, looking at the mountain, getting yep. the fresh air, getting the sun. So, well, like, fuck this. So I'm like, well, we can't, like, this is not salvageable. This isn't one of those things where we can pass on. It's literally split. Like, it's fucked. We can't sit on it. It's not, not, not safe. So we email the company back and go, look, hey, no good. Here's photos of it. You delivered it like this. Come and collect it and give us a new one. We want to let us know how long it's going to be. <laughs> so the wife gets an email back today. Yes. And she messaged me. She's like, you see the email? I'm like, no, no, I didn't see the email. Yeah, what did she say? She's like, 25 weeks wait. Oh. And I'm like, no, get fucked, you can't. No fucking way. Are we waiting 25 weeks yeah. for a replacement couch we've already waited three months for that they delivered damaged because someone else fucked up? No fucking way. Uh, that's my story time. But uh, normally it ends on a positive note story time. No such positive time this time. No. Let's go to a break. Do you like your novelty comedy songs organic? Handmade with painstaking care, put into every note. Well, look no further than Irrational Times. Using only the finest instruments to create an experience that your ears will thank you for later. Irrational Times attempts to elevate the whimsy to a desirable level. New songs and sketches every week, so check it out. Sport content. It's the starting block on TAVshow.com. 
Yes, welcome back to the block, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls. If you want to follow us, you know where to do so. It's on Twitter. You fucking know it right now. I'm not going to say it again. Uh, plenty of stuff going on, Gruner. <laughs> I know you love my new Twitter back announce. Uh, <laughs> Twitter promos. Dear Twitter promos after the ads. Yeah, no worries. Follow us. You know where it is, you fucking idiot. Uh, Greeno, do you know what I love more than anything? Bins. Sa- bins is one, but safety, Greeno. I'm also a big fan. Ah, of safety, safety first, mate. I like it. I like it. Yeah. Safety first all the way. We came across this story during the week. New South Wales Health Minister Brad Hazard reveals his name was falsely used to register a, pos- a positive COVID-19 rapid antigen test online. Green, and my question is, how the fuck did he get a rapid test? Nice, Gary. Mm. This, this prankster. Yeah, this prankster. Yeah. Health, listen to this. Health Minister Brad Hazard unleashed on the moronic culprit who used his name to register a positive rapid antigen test, telling a coronavirus update, quote, when you're telling your friends down the pub how smart you are, Perhaps they will tell you how stupid you are. So basically what happened is somebody said, I tested negative, I, uh, pardon me, I tested positive for COVID and my name is Brad Hazard, who happens to be the health minister in our state. And yeah. for that, Greeno. Nice, Gary. Nice, Gary. For a couple of reasons. Nice, one, Gary. one is because in one move, and Brad Hazard hasn't helped this, but in one move he's shown like the ultimate flaw of the self-reporting system. <laughs> it's that. Yeah, the self-reporting system is a little bit flawed. <laughs> but when, when you show, here's the thing, right? Because once again, we're talking about this before. I'm a forensic accountant, right? Yes. Now, when I write a report, now, if if when my if I put my report together and I put my figures together, yeah. I feel the need to put multiple asterisks next to thing, which generally means notes, right? To mm-hmm. go, look, here's the figures. However, yeah. anytime I see an asterisk, that means uh, here's the figures. However, right. I, my rule is if I have to put more than one, however, I'm not going to provide a figure because those figures aren't accurate enough, right? Yep. Now the daily look, shit data reports going provided, in, shit data going in, shit coming out, Greeno. Exactly. Uh, the daily report that I'm seeing from uh, New South Wales Health has a bunch of asterisks next to it. Mm. And it doesn't really show it on this little screenshot they show on Twitter. Uh, but when you, you deep dive, it's fucking multiple layers by multiple layers. So it's kind of like, uh, this is based on, you know, here's the positive test for today, uh, asterisks. Oh, this is reported cases for uh, PCRs in a certain day. And also it could be any re- re- positive test from a rapid aging thing over the last seven days. And then it's like uh, asterisk number two. This could be people that have reported a rapid antigen test as well as had a positive PCR. Asterisk three. This could be people who are just being dicks online and reporting things even though they don't really need to report them. Asterisk four. We didn't fucking think about this self-reporting thing because obviously you have to link it to a Medicare number and surely that Medicare number has someone's name on it so you can't falsely put in the health minister's name. Asterisk five, etc. Um how the fuck can you report something without linking it to a Medicare account? Yeah, well, you've got to keep like, people safe. I mean, you know, not everyone has access. Not everyone's smart enough to figure out how to read their Medicare card, Greener. So what are you going to yeah, do about I'll those people? Mate, Listen to this. People that want to put out his name. You, you bring up a very good point. but So that's one reason why I like this is because they've revealed this ultimate flaw. It's like it's like the fucking – it's like the – it's like the the canyon in the Death Star, Greeno. All this one guy had to do was fly his X-wing through the trench and then fire his photon laser into the fucking duct of the energy source and then blow up the Death Star. That's it. It's done. One guy, one hero. But it's also good because it has revealed what I think is like the true nature of the government right now. And this is not like a left-right thing. It's not a team thing. I want you to think about this. 
regardless of who you go for in politics, right? Regardless of who you think is good or bad, aren't go you team. Yeah. go team? Aren't you sick of being spoken to like you're a child and the government is like angry daddy? yelling at you at the kitchen table because listen listen it's to more, this more school teacher. it's more school teacher i find it personally oh man like, it's getting yeah. it's getting to angry daddy it's getting to domestic oh, angry yeah. daddy drunken angry daddy listen to this the health minister said it is extremely irresponsible to register false information and it undermines the effort of the public health team quote it is juvenile it is moronic but it's also just so disappointing <laughs> Nice. Yeah. I'm not even angry. I'm just disappointed. In disappointed. You. Yeah, it's cool. so disappointing to think that you would actually undermine an incredibly hardworking public health team here in New South. You've let me down. You've let the doctors down, Greedo. You've let everybody. That you've let the family the down. Mister yeah. Hazard has added that residents who misrepresent facts to New South Wales Health can be hit with a five thousand dollar fine. Now, this is the fun part because listen to this. This guy keeps talking. And he thinks he's the good guy, okay? He thinks mm. that, you know, this is a great misdeed that's been done to him because someone yeah. falsely reported him as a as a positive COVID case. Mind you, why is it such a crime? Is it so bad to be a, a positive case, is it? Uh, is Does that mean, you know, your life is now effectively over for the next two weeks? Funny that, because listen no. to this next quote. Hang on, hang on one yeah. sec. This is his yeah. next quote. Quote, the police will come hunting, and if you're caught, you the, the police are going to hunt you down, nice, Greeno. <laughs> hunting them down. And if you're caught, you will cop a $5,000 fine. But worse still, when you're telling your friends down the pub how smart you are, perhaps they will tell you how stupid you are. He's angry, Dad, at the kitchen table. Nice, Gary. Shut up, Dad. <laughs> I got, I got I got two thoughts on this story, Damo. Uh, first one is he uh, Brett Hazard's disappointed in the you know reporting false information. Mm. Uh, you know uh, the government has never reported any false information to public <laughs> during the course of this pandemic. No, we've uh, always got everything right, <laughs> all the time. Right on. Yeah, good stuff. Point, point number two, I fucking hope they investigate this dude. I fucking I hope they go around to his house, they knock on his door, and they go, hey, mate, are you the guy that reported uh, the positive COVID test? The old mate says, yeah, mate, it's fucking me. I did it. I, I, I fucking I hands up there. They look at his yep. license, and they look at his license, and his name is Brad Hazard. <laughs> <laughs> like, it's not a fucking yes. uncommon name, man. Surely there might be another dude in Australia called Brad Hazard. Brad Hazard. Has, anyone, has anyone bothered to check on this before they went on this stupid fucking rant about yeah, irresponsibility? You know what? You've got to, old mate yeah. Brad Hazard is sitting at home, sick as a fucking dog with positive COVID, <laughs> can't, can't go to the pub with his mates because yeah. he's sick and he can't tell anyone. He's like, well, apparently I got told off by the principal uh, for, for reporting it. When he goes down the pub and tells them this story, his mates are going to go, you're an idiot. <laughs> Brad Hazard told me to say that you're a fucking idiot. But I am <laughs> Brad Hazard. Does. There he goes again. There he goes again. <laughs> I fucking hope that dude, his name is Brad Hazard. Uh, you know what? It wouldn't, fucking, it wouldn't fucking surprise me because, you know, I got a text message a while ago, Green, now, and they're like, hey, hey, Bugs, you're ready for your booster shot. It, by, according to our records, you are now eligible oh, for your mate, booster okay, shot. Okay. And I'm like, hang on, hang on. I can't yeah. be eligible for a booster shot because I didn't get the second one. So what the fuck are you talking about? That's, you know. Nah, that's... they find a way. <laughs> 
they find a way. I got, this, I got the same message. They're like, hey, you Jew. I'm like, I'm not a fucking Jew, mate. Like, I, I, I'll let you know when I'm Jew. Yeah. Uh, no need to send me spam messages. Did I? Did, like, unless you're going to send me a dick pic, I don't want these messages. Right. That, that was my reply. So what? I replied back to New South Wales Health. I'm like, look, uh, look uh, what are you wearing? So, what are you in New South Wales Health? So Thanks the, for the update. The government, not only is the government like the angry dad at the kitchen table or the angry school principal, but they are also now doing a nationwide text message phishing scam. <laughs> they're they're sending out scam text messages. So you're eligible. Click the link, even if you're not. Nice fucking Gary. Nice Gary. Is India being run out of an office in Mumbai? <laughs> is that what's happening here? Like, what How is our country being run? Me? What bugs me is they change the rules as well. It's like, oh, you know, it's been four months. I can come on in, get get some more vaccine. I'm like, no, man, I'm good for now. Like, I think I'm covered. Yep. Like, once again, like, this is about applying logic to, to a situation. So I don't mean to get serious on the fucking show. I don't want to talk about COVID that much. But right. at the same time, like, I'm looking at it. I'm a data-driven dude, right? So yep. I'm looking at things and going, look, statistically, I, I did what I had to do. Fucking, I didn't want to do it in the first place, but I fucking did it. And like, everyone's fucking happy days. Let's fucking move on. But I'm like, well, if you're – if everyone who's already got the vaccine is still catching it anyway, then what's the fucking point of the vaccine, right? <laughs> like, you know, everyone's like, oh, well, it's fucking reduce hospitalizations and reduce deaths. Well, then you find out that more than 80% of the deaths are people that are vaccinated anyway. And you're like, well, hang on, well, you've lost that argument too, and hospitalizations, similar kind of thing. Mm, oh, well, now you've got like capabilities. Sounds like you're not trusting the science, my friend, unfortunately. No, I'm trusting the data. And then it's like, oh, oh well, uh, no, but that, because the people that are dying, the people that are catching it that have the vaccine and that are in hospital have comorbidities. I'm like, well, that's fine, but what if I don't have any? Then I, do I not have to get it? Like, I, I, No, you still do. Then they would be doubling down like uh, on the people that have that, but they've got the vaccine anyway and they're still dying so what's the point of the vaccine in the end well the w um, the yeah. wa premier has now said uh basically you know they're going to move to in you know if if you want to participate in society you're going to have to not only have your double vax but you're going to have to bo- have your booster as well and well, the companies that make it themselves say that the booster offers no extra protection against no so but at CEO that point, aren't you just exactly? Yeah. So aren't you at that point just giving people needles for the fuck of it, like for the for sake the of, it? of it? And you, hundred yeah, percent. So isn't that a little dumb? What are we doing that yeah, for? It's, it, it's very dumb because otherwise it doesn't toe the company line of oh well the vaccine will get us out of it. Well, it didn't get us out of it because we got the vaccine and things are still pretty fucking shit. They There's just no food they just push back their reop their reopening was set for the fifth of February their border reopening. He's already announced not we're we're changing that. It's got to go. We're pushing it back indefinitely. Well, indefinitely. No, fuck it. I'm gonna give I'm gonna give McGowan a nice Gary, right? Nice Gary. Nice, I'm gonna Gary. Give him a nice Gary. Because vaccine bullshit aside. WA people are out there fucking having a good time and no one's got COVID because he's like, no one's getting in. No You're not getting... a fucking company now. That's what you They're thought. They're all good. <clears throat> they just announced a yeah. whole bunch of more restrictions today um, because ah. they have seven cases, Greeno. So Australia Day is like everyone's got to wear a mask and social distance. Like Australia Day is going to be fun in, in, in the hot Perth fucking sun with a mask on <laughs> trying to drink a Tui's. You know, that's not going to fuck. <laughs> trying to drink a swan lager. Yeah. That's not going to work. That'd be a swan no, lager, wouldn't it? Yeah, swan. There we go. Uh, that's enough that's serious it. shit, Damon. Let's get to the important things. Like, because once again, we talk about journalism, we talk about covering a, a certain things. Mm. We lo- Sometimes we like to cover the serious stories and the important stories in the world that seem to get overlooked while uh, certain agendas are being covered, like uh, Aaron Mullen's badge and how it needs to be smashed, apparently. Uh, now, I'm going to ask because- you, I'm going to be straight up front here, Ish, Ishigua yeah. or Aaron Mullen? 
Oh, mate, you should go a, a thousand nice, times over. Gary. Uh, but before uh, Aaron, uh, it's a definite pass for Aaron in all scenarios. Uh, we're, we're talking even 19 and Toey Greeno is a pass on Aaron Moller. <laughs> You'd rather have sex with a potato sack with Ishigua's cardboard cutout face on it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> correct. Uh, once again, these are the big stories. Once again, this is journalism. We've talked about this on the show plenty of fucking times, right? Yeah. Where we're like, this is what constitutes in, in inverted commas. Journalism. This was in in the national paper, probably the most widely sold paper in Australia, Damo, the Daily Telegraph. Hmm. This was an article. Molan dating again, but not in a skanky way. Nice, Gary. Now, once again, out of of principle, I don't don't read any mainstream media. I don't click on the links because that serves the purpose that they're trying to achieve here. They don't give a fuck about journalism. They just care about clickbait. Yeah. Uh, I don't click on it. I but read if the they care about fun. clickbait, I have found the chink in their armour because if they care about click, clickbait, why are they writing articles about Aaron Mole and dating? <laughs> because that's no one's mm. clicking on No one cares. No one cares oh, about that. Enough people. Enough people. Actually, no, that's a fair point. It there would was be like a friend. Re- her friend in Six retweets know. and only 270 likes this article. That's yeah. pretty fucking limited considering that how many uh, how much exposure they do have. Well, now, uh, th- this opens up a, a wide range of questions. Firstly, the journalistic side of things, let's push that away, shall we? Yeah. This should not be in a, a national newspaper. Yeah. Uh, firstly, uh, Erin Mullen, uh, where was the, the big split? I didn't see the Woman's Day article. She's, I, don't she's even know who she, I don't know who these people are having sex with, Greeno. She was, uh, she was dating the New South Wales Blues cricketer, uh, Daniel Hughes, I believe. Danny Hughes, eh? Okay. Yeah. Well, see, I don't, uh, I so don't even really know who he is. <laughs> so. Averaging about 45 over the last two years in Sheffield Shield. Really? I know that. Oh, good on him. Yeah, I know my Shield. Now, uh, so he's obviously, he's flicked her to one side and said, I'm going to move on. There's a bit of tail out there in this pandemic. Uh, not in a skanky way, Damo. Now, yeah. isn't, isn't that the wrong way to do it? Should, like, are you saying, should you be skanky when you're dating? Yeah. Well, if you've been in a relationship, you've been knocked up by a dude, he's left you in the lurch to go play cricket with his boys, yeah. and you're back out there on the market, you've got a national profile. I think she just uh, signed a contract with Sky, so oh, she's got a bit of money. Yeah. Okay. She's got a bit of cash there. Yeah. Um, aren't you down? Just God, she's going to be in the com box with fucking Warney and Howie next year, yeah. mate. <laughs> <laughs> and they're going to be like, tell us who you're fucking, and she's going to be like, obviously Warney. Yeah. Uh, well, no, this is Sky News, Demo. Yeah, Sky have, she News is part of Fox. Fox, oh, Fox has the cricket. So they, they're easily transferable, these personalities. You, know, mm. you can move them over at will. So she might get a gig so, doing the boundary or something on, um, you know, during the cricket. Because the girl, uh, Kath Lofnan, Lof- uh, who's quite, you know, I quite yeah, like yeah. her. She's nice. Uh, she does um, the AFL during the year. Oh, there you go. Yeah, so she was out doing the boundary for the cricket. Like, you're not locked into one sport. There's only a couple who are locked in, and it's like your Jessica Yates with the motorsport. I think that's all she does. Yeah, yeah. You know? But, yeah, Erin Aaron will get in there. She'll get flung around at the cricket or the rugby. Of course they're going to use her in the rugby league coverage, Greeno. I mean, No, you know, I think they're putting on the news coverage. That's the problem. Yeah, so she's going to be the sports reporter on cable news where you have half a dozen sports channels where you can just watch it. I think so. Nice yeah, spot on. Nice, um, but she must have got a good paycheck for that job, right? And yeah, my theory definitely. is, without my cash, you can you can get down to some freaky shit mm. with some toy boys because she's got the money, she's got the freedom, she's got like in inverted commas celebrity profile. She could probably fuck um, Pete Davidson, Greeno. 
PFAC. Fucking no. Now we're, oh, now we're talking. Yeah. David, we, we, I think uh, credit to Pete. Like he, he only you know, quality tale for Pete. Yeah. He's got to get the quality. He's not. He's not delving to the depths of fucking Aramolan. <laughs> chauvinists and sexists and misogynists and chauvinists and sexists. <laughs> delving to the depths. That's yeah. pretty fucking. Hard. I'm, I'm just intrigued. What's the definition of dating, but not in a skanky way? What's a skanky way of dating? So I think sucking a just, dick on the first date is a skanky way of dating. Uh, nah, see, I don't think that's skanky. I think that's fine. I think if you do it, if uh, you really like hole, them, it's fine. In a bathroom, <laughs> no, no, glory hole in a bathroom might be skanky. No, like, that's she's prostitution. Dating. That's like a next level of <laughs> glory hole in a bathroom. <laughs> that's way beyond skanky. That's skanky. No, no, if you, no, if you get paid for it, different story. But if it's like free reign and you just just random dicks. Maybe okay. maybe skanky is just like That's kind of dating way. a lot of people at the same time, like you know, going on a date with this guy on Friday and then dating another guy on Saturday because you're not really tied down to anyone. It's like, no, I'm going to go out and see another male friend of mine. Maybe that's what skanky means. I don't know. I don't know, I get, man. I don't care I don't about know, who these I, people. I, I don't care who these people are fucking or who they want to fuck. I could not fucking care less about Aaron Mullen's <laughs> fucking love life. Love life, honestly. I don't care who anyone is. Fucking honestly, Christ Almighty! What has happened to sports journal? What is going on? Greg? No, this, is, this is regular journalism. That's the oh, fucking problem. You made a way this into the lifestyle pages now. Um, <laughs> I guarantee though, like I'm not going to. I'm not going to click on the article. I'm not going to give them what they want. But I guarantee it's going to be such a tame fucking explanation for Skanky of like, I'm not going to go out with a boy and kiss him on a first date. Kiss him, hold That'd hands. That'd be the fucking so He's not handsome, fucking old school, blah, blah, blah. He took me uh, He took me out for a nice yogurt and then we went to the dance and then I kissed him yeah. <laughs> on the cheek yeah. only. On the cheek, Such yeah, a skank, cheek Aaron. Yeah. yeah, not in a skanky way. <laughs> there you go. There we go. I'm glad we got to that. Glad we burned 10 minutes on that, Greener. Speaking, <laughs> speaking of dick moves, though. Dick! How about this no, for a fucking dick move? So, obviously, we've done a couple of shows here uh, over the Thank last few weeks. And we've been watching some cricket and talking about the cricket. Australia won the Ashes, by the way. It's a five-game series. We won four nil, so four and one draw. We absolutely fucking destroyed them. And it, and you know what, Greeno? We weren't even that good, <laughs> really. I don't no. think so. Like theoretically, like batting wise, I know we had a couple of guys score tons, and you know we we, we the were good, but, but we weren't I, I, four I nil back. good. We weren't four Mate, nil. I look good. Back at- I looked back at that series and I was like, man, we left a lot of runs out there. Oh, yeah. War- we tra- Warner's we tra- two we tra- in the 90s, Labashane yeah. in the 70s, fucking that, Smith. Loose shots, fucking Smitty playing dumb hook shots to mm-hmm. a, a trap. Like a lot of lot of piss poor fucking batting that we should have like, shouldn't have led to wickets. We had 14 drop catches. We ended up having as many drop catches as England. Yep. Um, I reckon batting-wise, they just thought that they're so far in front that they can actually just have a fucking swing at it and still win. You know what I mean? Yeah. I think they picked up on that fucking vibe because whenever, let's be fair here, whenever the English were sent into bat, it was usually in the afternoon and they were under the fucking pump and they were getting smashed. They were going in, usually going in at like fucking three down or four down every single time they got sent in, you know, like every time they went yeah. out to bat. So they could never get any kind of foothold. But we weren't 4 nil good. I think you would agree. Like, it doesn't reflect. I think, I, I think our bowling was 4-0 good. I don't think as an overall team we were 4-0 good. I'll agree with that point. Yeah. Yep. 
Like you look at our bowling effort, fucking Bolin, Cummins, Stark. Bolin was uh, just ridiculous. That, that story Richardson, is just the best cricket like, story of the last 10 years, Scott Bolin. We did it without the second best bowler in the world in, in Josh Hazelwood, yep. who was coming in career best form. Like I, I think our bowling was 4-0 good, but I think overall performance was probably not 4-0. So I agree with you on that yeah. one. Well, anyway, so we won 4-0, right? So we won mm. 4-0. And go, this, celebrate. go out and celebrate. Hey, it's a fucking long, it's a long series. If one game takes five days, my American friends, can you imagine how long it takes to play five five games? I'll tell you, 25 fucking days. 25 <laughs> days. And, and not even that, like they had to deal with challenges, like for the England team, yep. they, they obviously had to quarantine. They, they had their own COVID scares. Australia, Travis Head had to miss the full test. Our captain had uh, to captain miss the test. A close contact, but my kid's fucking daycare isn't shut down, but Paddy can't fucking play test two. Yep. Unbelievable. Ridiculous. Um, so it's been a stressful series. Time for the boys to unwind, relax, have yeah. a good time. You've just won the series. You've just smacked them. It's, you know, it's a great honour to be in a winning Ashes team. So you're at your, I guess, your private hotel area because surely the players are booked in like they book out the floor or something, right? It's like, no, no, that function area there, it. that's all yours, right? I don't think so. I think that's the public area of the function. Uh-huh. They stay in the hotel, but they haven't got the whole, whole hotel for themselves. Right. And that's the, the social area. So when we went down to the F1, remember that communal area? We could yes. get, get to the bar and hang yep. out there. I think that's what this is, but mm. up, upstairs. Okay. So, but this is right. So the game finished um, pretty late. The last game in Hobart finished. I reckon it would have been what, like nine, nine o'clock local time, maybe something. Maybe because uh, we were about tazzy. an no, hour. Was it was ten o'clock. Ten o'clock. So we were about an hour and a half into the last session or something when it was all wrapped up, something yeah. like that. It was ten o'clock because it was Sunday night. And I'm like, oh, I'm up a bit right. late for a work night. So as you can see, as you can see from this still hit now, there's a lot of there's a lot of piss on that fucking nice, table right there. Gary. That's eight beers just in that one frame and the person yeah, this is fucking this is 6 a.m right, right like, that's it that, i was getting to that i was getting to that so this is right the next morning so we've been up all night raging and the thing i love most about this is the players are still wearing their outfits from the game no, they haven't they, even fucking showered yet <laughs> And the and the baggy greens and as the well. baggy greens. So they've been up all night sinking piss. Joe Root's there as well, and fucking nice Gary to Joe nice Root. Nice Gary. So that's the opposing captain. He's been up. I guess he's been up all night with the Australian players, drinking yep. beer and talking cricket and having a lot. Because the series is over, you don't have to be angry anymore. You know what I mean? It. It's done. Just hanging out with the guys. Yeah, hundred percent. Go and talking fucking cricket. Like that's. I love to see this shit because this reminds me of the old school. Like the last ten years I think got a little too nasty and we missed out on this kind of stuff you know what I mean yeah. where they were starting to get really they fucking hate each other but you're right mm-hmm. like they play together so much now they all know each other they all play in the exactly. same fucking T20 teams so this is I yeah. like to see this this is good so it's six six in the morning the next fucking morning they've all been up Nathan there's the goat Gary there's there's the nice Gary. Gary that's him that's the man the man himself Gary nice Gary so he's one of the chargers who's just been up all night. And you you know what? He's one of the elder statesmen of the team, Greeno. He's 34 years old. That's a fucking good effort from Lyon, isn't it? That to is be a good up effort, 100%. You'd expect the younger guys to be priming through for the next couple of days. But for Nath to still be going at that time of day, that's a fucking, that's like, that's an old veteran at work, isn't it? 
I, I, don't, I don't mean to discredit Nate, though. Mm. He did not bowl one over in that test, he so he's did pretty it. fresh. <laughs> he did not nah. bowl one over. That's insane. Not one over. I know, because the, the, well, the game moved at such a lightning speed. It was like, why would we slow it down? Don't slow the game down. Let's just keep it going. Keep Pace bowling we're fast. Doing the job. Yeah, exactly. exactly. So they're up six in the morning. They're celebrating. They've won the Ashes. It's a great honour for any Australian cricketer or English cricketer to win the fucking Ashes. And it's worthy of a worthy celebration. I think you would agree, Gruno. Mm-hmm. Big event. Uh, but then here we get the attack of the, uh, you know, burly Women in bold frame glasses wearing police uniforms, Greeno, who show up to the scene. And then it all unfolds. It's too loud. Uh, well, we got uh, Nathan Lyon. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Nice to come. Sorry. Carrie. No worries. No worries. Thank you. Just video this just for the lawyers. Oh, now, who's filming, by the way, Greeno? Who's fucking filming this? Now, that's, that's, a, that's a British dude. And yes. I think I'm going to be able to answer that with the update that follows. Oh, okay. So let's watch this through. There's Travis Head there. Um, yeah. I can't believe, I can't believe that the Australian, how about this for a snapshot of society, Greeno? The Australian fucking men's cricket team is now getting bossed around by, you know, women with bold frame glasses, Greeno. That's that's what's happening. Nice, the women, The women in bold frame glasses are coming into the private area of the players celebrating an Ashes win and go, all right, lads, I think you've had enough. What the fuck? Mm-hmm. Are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> fuck off. <laughs> Who invited this chick? You better be a stripper. Mm. Did they get asked if they were strippers or not? That's kidding. No, I guarantee not. No, no definitely not. <laughs> no, I, don't, I don't see that. I'm going to pass on that. Okay, here's the question. Them or Aaron Mullen? Yeah. <laughs> mm. Oh, well, because I'm, I'm going to go the numbers, Greeno, and go them because there's two of them. Nice. Yeah, me too. <laughs> Double up. Double yeah. or nothing. <laughs> Double or nothing. And they're, just, and they're in a good handcuff, so they might be ready for some kinky shit. I like it. Yeah, they can just, I'll just say to them, darling, just spray me in the face with pepper spray. I'll be blind and I'll pump furiously. It'll work exactly. out how, forever. How many times have you been this person there? Because I'm looking out here, right? I'm seeing the sun rising. I'm seeing barrels outside. I'm seeing oh, a very unhappy times. employee who has to come out. And I, I've been that guy way too many times where they're like, times, all right, man. boys, the sun's rising. You've been here all night. Time to move on. Time to move um, on. Yep. I've, I've, yeah. I've done it many ways too. Like I've, I've, I've wandered home like on my own as the sun is rising after being up all night, you know, kind of like either in pure jubilation or, you know, yeah. falling over and pissing despair. myself in pure <laughs> yeah. despair. I've been like... 100% positive or completely fucking lost, you know, like I've done yeah. them. I've done them all, Greeno. Done them all. Yeah, it happens. How yeah. about the employee here who also, mm. by the way, I'm going to give a dick move to the employee. You dick. Why does she have her camera phone at the ready, Greeno? It's like, I, you know what? I wouldn't fucking want to be a, a cricketer in the Australian team now. Like t- in the 1970s, absolutely, I would. Like that mm-hmm. would be when they were smoking cigarettes and drinking piss. They would go out playing drunk off their fucking tit screen oh, from the night yeah, before. Yeah, yeah. No sleep. But now you can't even have this private function. There's nobody there. How can you say they're being too loud? Look at it. There is nobody around. I know yeah. where this is. This is near where the ships, uh, the cruise ships fucking cast off from, right? It's yeah, like, it's like just Adelaide. across. Uh, no, Adelaide, sorry, Tasmania. Yeah. In Tasmania. Like, it's just across mm. the way there. There's nothing there. There's nothing there, Greeno. You're, you're being too They're not loud. serving anyone. No. 
the Australian ah, men's is- cricket team is being is being you know the the employee here who's also got her camera phone out because she's ready to film famous people has called the police mm. and they turn up and to tell the team off because they've been fucking too loud, Greeno. It's ridiculous. Yeah. Well, oh. what it turned out to be is an update from that. So uh, the boys themselves, because you're right, there's fucking no one around. They're not annoying anyone. Yep. Uh, uh, the the follow-up report was it turns out that Graham Thorpe, who was the dude who was filming, and you asked, who's oh, filming this? Graham Thorpe, former England cricketer, Graham Thorpe, very good cricketer, by the way, Graham Thorpe. Exactly. I uh, was actually smoking a cigar inside, ah. refused to put out the cigar when asked, ah. and, that's when, oh, and that's when the cops were called. So, so Thorpe, what happens, he fucked it for everyone. Exactly. So they arrived at 6 a.m. Uh, because, yeah, Thorpe, he would put out a cigar. The players oh. weren't fucking happy because Thorpe, he fucked it for everyone, right? So, oh, so he was no. being a dick. So it's, it's that mate you've got, right? Where you're having a good time, no one's causing any trouble. You're like, we're going to be stayed up, we're going to have beers, you know, we've got Jimmy, we've got fucking Head, we've got uh, the goat, we've got, we got Kerry. We've got, got Route 66. Root. Happy days, fucking we're having a good time. And then Thorpe, the coach, is like, hey, boys, can I come along? And they're like, oh, fuck me. Thorpe's going to rule for everyone. Now that you and say we, that. We ditch Thorpey. Now that you say that, I did not know that dynamic. Now that you say that. Because look at Joe Root now, right? If you, if you, now look at Joe Root's face. Because I reckon Joe Root is now embarrassed. Yeah, he sure is. Oh, he's like, he's like fucking Thorpey and rule my night again. He's doing that thing where he puts his hand over his chest. And he's like, look, look, I apologize for him. Like, yeah. <laughs> because you know why? Because Thorpey is he's now the coach, so he's in his fifties. He's old school cricket, where it's you know. Yeah. It's the series is over. Let's smoke some cigars and get fucking blind drunk, and they're not going to do anything because we're the fucking cricket team. No, he's, he's still in the nineteen nineties vibe. He's still nineties, yeah. He doesn't realize the new day and age. Root gets it. He yep. understands. Root's fucking um, embarrassed. Do you reckon Root will stay on as captain, or do you reckon he's had enough of the punishment? He's been punished. This fucking guy. Root will stay on as captain because there's no, no one else. Other then there's no one else. The yeah. only person that's guaranteed a spot in that side is Ben Stokes, and he's already got enough responsibility, and he's a criminal. So are you going to make him captain? Like, what the fuck? Um, yeah, Milan doesn't, had- even, doesn't even get a guaranteed spot now. At the start of the uh, tournament, he did. Uh, I tell you what, Zach, uh, what's the name of their new opener? Zach Crawley. Crawley, he gets a start. He's a walk-up start. He showed enough. He played aggressive, good cricket. Like He didn't get a big ton or anything. but 20-odd in fucking tests. Yeah, it's not good science for England. It's great. I like it. Yeah. <laughs> well, everyone gets dropped, Greeno. Hayden got dropped because he averaged fuck all. You know, everyone yeah. gets dropped. When they get, when they come back and respond, that's how you can tell. And he came oh, back exactly. and he played really fucking well, like in a, no, in a losing okay, effort, you. you know. He'll be their opener. Like, you know, Rory Burns, it's nice to fucking hang a bit of shit on him, but he'll, he'll be back. He's a good player. Yeah. Um, I like Milan at three. That guy only averages 29, I think. You know, I was like, I think I messaged you boys. I'm like, how does this guy only average 29 in yeah. tests? He, he looks an unbelievable player. Um, I like Milan. I like Root. Stokes, fine. He probably needs about six. Robinson, five. I can't believe. I'm going to give a dick move to dick. the cricket commentators. I can't believe the amount, like the ridiculous way they were treating Ollie Robinson in the commentary box because. Oh, because you got injured. No, no, <laughs> no, no, nothing. Like they just constantly ragged on how he's not fast enough. I fucking watched, right? 
He took a wicket, like a fucking, a, a typical 125k an hour seamers wicket, right? And little Nick mm. squared him up, little Nick off the outside edge, fucking first slip, bang, regulation wicket. Two balls later, Warney was saying, oh, he's just not quick enough. And I'm like, Warney, he just fucking he's took a wicket. wicket. What yeah. the fuck? Are you t- he's not quick enough. He's he's like their best fucking wicket taker, taker at this point. Uh. He was until Wood got that six fuck. Ollie Robinson mm. was their best fucking bowler, figures-wise. And all yeah. you heard was them bagging him out because he's not fast enough. And it's like, fuck, I've... Warney played with Glenn McGrath, who would get people out at an average of 21 or 23 or whatever it was, bowling 125K an hour. Like, it's, it's the bullshit obsession nuts. with pace, man. Like, I know. That's why, we, that's why we love Trent Copeland. Stuart it, Clark. It's just line, yeah. line length fucking bowls 120Ks an hour, but he'll bowl you 30 overs and will still take four wickets. And you're like, how's he getting people out? And you're like, well, he just puts it in the spot. If, if, Trent, Copeland had, if Trent Copeland had been an Englishman and playing in their county system, he would have been regarded as the greatest county bowler of all fucking time. Because- He's almost New South Wales' greatest bowler, I think, wicket-wise. I have to look. I have to look up stats, but I'm pretty sure he's fucking very close to the top yeah, of the New bowled, South Wales. And, he, and according to the, today's commentary team, he bowled fucking dibbly dobblies. Dibbly dobblies. <laughs> you you yeah. know what I mean? So it's cricket's funny game. It's like it's yeah. Like once again, it's this obsession with oh, you need you need a hard place. No, mate. Glenn McGrath took so many. How many we could take five hundred on? But just by accurate. putting it in the yeah. in the right spot, and that's what fucking Boland did this series. Uh, amazing what happens. Bowling, bowling isn't super quick. He was bowling what one thirty one thirty two one thirty six. Yeah, no, yeah. one thirty is ish. Yeah, yeah, ish. He put it. He put it right on the spot, and he moved the ball two ways. He was like, "Well, I'm going to fucking put it here, and it's either going to edge out, or it's going to come and hit your wicket." Yep. Like try and hit it, and he took fucking eighteen wickets in three tests. Mark and Wood was the quickest with- bowler in the series, and he would go game after game after game, beating the outside edge a lot and getting no reward for it. No reward. And it wasn't until the last innings that he, he rocked his Paid way off. up the wicket list. Yeah. yeah when, exactly. when they were already 3 so, 0 down and facing a game that was going to be over in two and a half days. Yeah. Then, and then the boys were throwing their fucking wickets away, to be honest. Dumb, yep. dumb wickets. Yeah. Um, good time to go to a break, I think. Oh, okay. Just like that, huh? <laughs> Just like that. It's the J.J. Stoner Spring Collection, the perfect attire for any and every occasion you can think of this season. Like we were in the mosh pit full of sweat and everyone's slapping, hitting, and pulling on you. This shit won't rip. Lunch at your favorite cafe? Brunch with the girls? These stylish ensembles will give you the confidence you need to look and feel your best. Or if you're getting arrested for possession, it comes with a built-in police stick-proof body armor. Keep swinging, pigs! Call now and your order will come with a complimentary ounce of that dankest bubblegum slur cane that the South has to offer. Don't forget the wall tapestry! If you need to cover your wall, it works! Hello, my name is Frozen Asian, and I like to tell you about my show, The Sunday Night Shit Show, every Sunday night at 10 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, along with good conversations and laughing at funny and weird shit we find on the internet. We also have The Hat Cam, where I showcase my myriad of great-looking hats. Here is a testimonial from a great friend of mine who has enjoyed my hats lately. Hi. I hope your next hat is a bullet. Jesus Christ, what are you, fucking Asian Dick Tracy? <laughs> <laughs> <Ooh>. you. 
you have to ruin my evening. Like I, I'm just gonna just listen, you know, listen to my bud do their show, and you get, you gotta, you just gotta do that. Without the hat. So you're not enjoying it? No. <laughs> Dude, Asian oh, come Dick on, Tracy. I really enjoy it. You look no. like you're going undercover <laughs> in, in Argentina, but it's not working. I hate you. <laughs> I hate you. I oh, hate come on, you secretly really love it. <laughs> no, no, I openly hate it. <laughs> <laughs> and there you have it. Uh, so... Subscribe to the Sunday Night Shit Show at youtube.com slash Sunday Night Shit Show. And uh, hope to see you there on Sunday nights. Bye. Welcome to The Starting Block. Follow on Twitter at The Starting Block. Drop the K at the end. Find the podcast on iTunes or on TAVshow.com. Yes, back in the block, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls. Um, Damo, I was talking about earlier. Um, Can I just step back in time? Yeah, yeah, no, definitely. I need to do a step back in time too, just before we get too far. Yeah, yeah. All the way to the last segment where we were talking about mm. Graham Thorpe and the smoking of the cigar. So I just want to point this out because it's worth it. It's a nice Gary. Now, the person tweeted, my understanding now is that police were called after Graham Thorpe was smoking a cigar inside and then refused to stop when asked to butt out only by hel- uh, by hotel staff. He said once police yeah. arrived, Thorpe is believed to have cooperated. And the comment underneath it, Greeno, which deserves a nice Gary, does he realize cigars are for winners? Nice, <laughs> From yes. whoever Danny Ruger is. So I just thought that was po- worth pointing out. And uh, no, shout definitely. out to Jim Enward joining us, ladies and gentlemen, this hour of the fucking day in the chat. So there you go. Tip of the hat to Jim. Hour, nice, Gary. hour in the morning. Nice, uh, fucking ungodly hour in the morning over there. Yeah. Yeah. But Jim, spot on. Uh, sneakily joined the show last week. Last week we, we predicted in advance, like, this show is going to be a bit of chaos. Like, cricket was on. We're like, ah, it's only just me and Boogs and, you know, it's normally a bit of chaos and get distracted. And then next thing we know, B's joined the show. It was a good show, and we joined yep. the show. And then hour three, we're mm. like, hey, this is going to be a short show. And then we got to hour three, and then Jim Edward joined the show. I'm like, oh, messy cool. drunk I'm like, at this point, by the way. Yeah. Yeah, it was, just, it was sloppy by that point, uh, yep. all, all parties involved. <laughs> and then I look back and I'm like, geez, that's a uh, download of the podcast through the week. I'm like, that's a fucking long podcast. <laughs> and Look, I guarantee not a, lot, not a lot of quality content in that three and a half hours. I'm yeah. sure you. I've got, to, I've got to open the kimono on this one and say, like, I didn't even want to listen to last week's show. <laughs> I just put the I put the podcast online and I never cool. touched it and never listened to it. I'm Good like, call. just going to pretend like that never fucking happened. For the no, 18 people who download it, enjoy. But yeah. for everyone else, Go let's nuts. keep it that way. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> it's there. We add it to our list. We put it in our stuff. Stats and we move on. That's right. <laughs> we, we banked another W. <laughs> <laughs> nice, Gary. Oh. 
So, <laughs> it was good to have everyone on last week, though. I must admit, it was, it was fun. Nice. It's very fun. Yeah. Uh, Uni Day update, Damo. We, uh, it's getting to the business end. The fucking Uni Day, less than five days away. Mm. Uh, it's getting, getting I almost, I almost we, forgot it existed. <laughs> exactly. Who would have thought? <laughs> Those fictional fucking days, mate. It's, I know, it's hard, hard to keep track of them. <laughs> exactly. Uh, a bit of pressure from uh, the higher ups. Mm. They're like, look, you know. Happy, happy boys, you know. Yeah. Uh, but we feel like we need just one more piece before we go because they, you know, the Klumskis, the, <laughs> the Klumski with Noam Chomsky, the Chomsky, the Chomsky Klumski <laughs> combo. Yeah. Chomsky, Bromsky. Yeah. We got that. We got uh, Hillary Swank. We're actually going to have we're we're actually going to have Noam Chomsky doing the reading the the poetic reimagined the poetic rewritten version of My Girl One. He's going to be reading the Macaulay Culkin parts to nice. Anna Chomps Anna Klumsky, whatever her fucking name is. Who, yeah, Anna Klumsky, that's right. Klumsky, yeah. who played the girl in My Girl? So that's you know that's going to yeah. be a special event on Unity Day, I think. Yeah, uh, we had a bit of problems. We still can't work out what to do with John Getz, so he's just going to be floating around the trap. Grabbing, uh, grabbing women on the ass, grabbing strange women on the teeth. Ass, but he's going to do it in a safe way. He'll be wearing a mask. So nice, we're, we're all good there. Nice, uh, happy days. Um, we, we still got the Dean Hutton. Uh, what do yeah, we for that? Dean, be, Hutton. Dean Hutton's going to be Skyping in. So he'll Skyping be, in doing the memorial cookery. That's and, right. Uh, and we're actually memorialising the children who died at the first Unity Day where Dean Hutton was actually doing real life cooking. So he's going to yeah. be brought back because, of course, he spilled the you know, boiling potatoes all over the wee little children. Uh, you know, exactly. luckily, luckily, many of them weren't killed. They just had horrifying uh, skin grafts. Maiming. Maiming. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Exactly. So lucky for them. Enjoy their cocktail, Frank, though. Yeah. That's the main <laughs> That's thing. That's right. Well, if you wanted to pick it up off the floor, obviously, you know, but Dean hosed them off before he put them yeah. back in the pot, so it was all good. Yep. Yeah, so this year he'll be Skyping in due to insurance purposes. Yeah, happy days. Who else we have? We have Plucky Duck, who was going to be out there because <laughs> we did. I don't know we got Plucky Duck there. Uh, we had uh, Gary Hudel, Bruno Lucia, because we had Bruno, Bruno Lucia, Chicken Babes. Uh, but who had to go on first? We remembered. So Gary, who's going to be opening the show? Yep. But after that, Gary, because we uh, we've been in tough negotiation. Now I just worked out how I can fucking see when this thing. So <laughs> so uh, Gary, who uh, said, "Look, I'm, I'm going to open." But then I'm out. Who doesn't do the whole show? Right. He's he's there first, and then he's done. Right. He's who's who's who, Greeno? Yeah, Gary. Who? Yeah. Gary. Who? A uh, friend of Bruno Lucia from uh, All Together Now. Correct. So Couldn't Gary's get John gone English, though, unfortunately. Dead. Dead. Unfortunately. Hmm. Dead. Dead. <laughs> so, poor John. So, so anyway, so we got uh, who's on first, and then after that, he's who's going to disappear, right? Hmm. So he's gone. So the the organisers at uh, TV show headquarters are like, look, we need someone to come in and replace who for the the hosting duties. We need someone to MC this bastard, right? Absolutely. Because John Getz ain't going to do it. No. Placker can't do it because the dude can't talk. He's just there fucking groping women. He's just the uh, stig. He's just the stig in a chicken outfit. He's Placker. Exactly. Uh, Bruno Lucia, we don't trust him with a microphone because there could be lawsuits. Who are we going to get? Hey, and chicken like, babe, want to suck my dick? Oh, no, not Bruno <laughs> again. <laughs> not Bruno again. Fuck. This is no good. So, Bruno, Bruno uh, if you I, keep talking like that, we'll sick Dean Hutton onto you, mate. <laughs> <laughs> that big fucking bow yeah. will be chasing you around put, all over the park. Put some boiling water right over that cocktail, Frank Bruno. Yeah, yeah. Like, put it away, mate. That's it. So... I, <laughs> So they're like, look, we need someone with hosting uh, abilities. Acumen. 
yeah. acumen uh, that, that can take over the charge. And, and I look back through my little black book, look through my archives, Damo. Let's see who you got in there. I've got Donna Gabay. <laughs> no, <laughs> Gary! Now, for those of you <laughs> who don't know Donna Gabay, she was the host of the very short-lived Australian series E! News back in the 1990s. No, I think Donna Gabay. Gabay. Should we bring up Donna? <laughs> Let's, Let's bring up Donna. See so, if we can find but <laughs> what you have. Look, Pessy's good. Uh, Mersh is good at the obscure fucking, like, entertainment. You are the king of obscure references, my friend. Donna Gabay hosted an Australian TV show for the better Donna part of about Gabay. a month and a half. Yep. She was the Australian version of E! News, <laughs> which was a, a month, rip-off of... For a month and a half. Uh-huh. You remember. A better version of... It was a rip-off of E.T. with uh, Mary Hart and John Tesh. Yeah. And she hosted on 10 at like 6 o'clock that you try and do a news show on entertainment and fucking died at thing. But so she's looking for work, Damo. She hasn't had a job since 1992. Uh, but good news. <laughs> has agreed to sign on. So what was the show she was hosting? She was hosting E! News at 6 p.m. on Channel 10. Yeah. That was in between uh, because they used to show The Simpsons on 10 at yep. 6 p.m. And they're like, we're going to do E-News. We're going to bring some fucking ends up. We're going to do the E-T that Channel 9's got. We're going to put it on Channel 10. We're going to do 6. And it's going to be great. People are going to love it. And no one loved it. And the Simpsons repeats were back on at 6 p.m. God, you know what? Quickly. It is so obscure. There is not one YouTube result returning for Donna Gabay E-News. It's Donna G-U-B-B-A-Y. Yeah. Because I had to fucking double search her spelling to work out if I spelled it right. Okay. I'm looking, man. I'm looking. I don't see it. No images, no videos. Oh, so you can only get still images. You can only get still photos <laughs> of Tony Gabay. Now, that's the quality we've got here. Okay. <laughs> Fuck me. But it's going to be a good uni day, no that's matter what. The, that's the ringer we're bringing in to uni day. Are you showing the, video, showing the image? It's not showing up on no, the No, no, not the yet. I'm still trying to find it. Uh, ah, there we go. That's the problem. Okay. So between Donica Bay go. hosting after taking over Gary Who, uh, Bruno to cheer with the Chicky Babes. There's Donica uh, Bay. Duck. There's Donica Bay. Oh, well done, Donna. Nice, Gary. Um, nice, Gary. Oh, in front of a new idea logo by the looks of it. Eh? New idea. Yeah. Everybody okay. loves the new idea because, of course, yeah. after the, the dizzying heights of E! News, Greeno, she would have gone on mm. to be a, a renowned columnist for the magazine that's left in hairdressing salons all over the country. Exactly. Hair salons and also uh, doctor surgery has been allowed to go into anymore. That's so right. Unless you get double away. tested. Yep. Exactly. Oh, triple tested now. Quadruple tested. Triple and, tested. Uh, Quadruple dose to, to make sure that the uh, the vaccine doesn't work. What's our vaccine uh, policy at Unity Day, by the way, incidentally? I thought we were just spraying them all with a fire hose when they were walking. Yeah, well, that's the thing. Well, yeah, uh, more so for protection from Dean. Mm. I know he's, he's working remotely Scott this year. In, he's still a risk. <laughs> but we still feel he's a risk, so we're putting fire retardant on all... Uh, all, all attendees, all, all the kids. And, and assuming that will fix COVID pretty much as effectively as the vaccine does, Damon. Nice, Gary. Nice, Gary. Yeah. <laughs> uh, let's do it. Let's do an Ashes stat man, shall we, sir? Statman. I'm a stat man. Then let's get out of here. England finished with a batting average of twenty point two one this tour. It's the sixth worst time of all time in Australia since the 1887-1888. Nice, Gary. 133 years ago. 
Uh, Pat Cummins finishes the highest wicket taker in each of the last three Ashes series. That's, inc- only that's an incredible nice, stat. The last only ones three Ashes. <laughs> right. Every single time he plays in an Ashes, he's the best. He's the highest <laughs> wicket taker. And he missed a test due to COVID close contact. That's true. So he played one left. Although everyone, except Starkey, played every game. Lion played Lyon. every game. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah. But, did no, you see the stat? Did you see the stat? Did you see the stat about Mitchell Stark? Like through five match series, how his average goes? I saw I it because you sent it to me. That, yep. Oh, okay. So yeah, he starts <laughs> off at like he's his first test. Mitchell Stark's first test is like fifteen, his average or something, and then mm-hmm. it's like twenty, then it's twenty five, then it's like thirty five, then it gets up to like forty and fifty by the last test. I, th- I found that, that fascinating. It wasn't that ridiculous. It was pretty. No, no, it was. It was it, like it fifty-four up. something in the last test. He averages. So it wasn't. I guarantee it wasn't fifty-four. It was huge, man. It was. It was in the fifties. I think like it the wasn't. third test was thirty something, and then forty something, and then fifty something. Third, really fourth, and wasn't. fifth. I think it was. It, it really was. Are you sure? I guarantee. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. How are you sure? Well, I'm sure because I guarantee you I would have remembered if it said 50. Yeah, I'm going to scroll. I'm going to scroll back to the the DMs. Okay, I'll I'll prepare the sorry book for when you find out. Oh, fuck me! Give me a sorry uh, a sorry book from me to you. My apologies. I thought you were. I thought you were the numbers guy. I thought you were the data I, guy. I am. I thought this was, I thought this was 42. Right, first test 24, second test 24, third test 30, fourth test 36, fifth test 52. 52. My apologies, you were right. So this I got, look, to be fair, I got every other number wrong. <laughs> I did, I did yeah, remember, yeah. though, the fifth test like, being in the like, 50s. Oh, I swear, I was like 20, 24, 30, 30. I swear the third figure was in the... High 30s. It was 52. I didn't bother looking 52. Um, there you go. Yeah. Scary. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, he's he's probably, like, when all things considered, I, they'll they'll probably remember him more. They'll remember him more as the shorter form of the game world class bowler than the test version of Mitchell Stark, which isn't necessarily fair, but that's just, no, like, what he's more suited to, I think, you know. Yeah, but if you look at his test wicket, he's actually still a great test player. Oh, yeah, um, his average is, like, 27 or something, 28 thereabouts. He's an impact bowler. Like, um, I think we're kind of spoiled for bowlers who average, like, in the low 20s, which was pretty unheard ooh. of back in the day. Back in the day, to be around 30 was good enough for a fast bowler. So if you're, like, 33, average 31, 32, that's all good. But now if you're not below 25, people are like, oh, well, he's okay, I guess, you know. So Speaking of which, you want to have a look at Paddy's uh, per test series? Yes, please. First test, 18. Second test, 22. Third test, 20. Fourth test, 24. Fifth test, 20. Yeah, nice. so he's just consistently good. He doesn't wane. Paddy's, yeah. Paddy is fucking insane. He's better in the fifth test than he's the fourth test yeah. on average. Like, once again, it, it, all those things are skewed. Uh, depends on what test you play, sure. how many you've played. Like not, there's not many five test series to be honest. No. Actually, I'm, I'm going to fucking call that out on Starkies. How many tests do you play five test series? Just the Ashes, right? Um, so let's India, say he has, we used to play India in five as well, didn't we? Not, not Starkey didn't know, but that's the thing. If he has one bad test, like averages are, are, are subjective because, it, like, if he had one bad fifth test yeah. and he, he went for 52, yeah. then that's why his average is so bad. Yeah. But if he's played 12 tests, it's it's a, a higher sample and you can go, okay, well, he's shit in fifth test. So, yeah, he played. A, uh, he probably played in a couple uh, in England where he got not smacked around, but he was expensive, you know, back in England because, again, the English yeah. conditions don't really suit what he's good at. 
you know, so well, Scott, he doesn't normally play five tests either. So no, he you know, once again, I guarantee if we if we get delve deeper, which we probably should have done before talking about it. No, uh, it's, it's a stat. It's a stat, whether we like it or it's not. It's a stat, yeah. but it, it could be a skew. Like I, I like sure. delving deeper into hey, stats awesome. to go. Look, if, if we're going to say the guy's fucking shit in fifth test, how many tests has he played? He might have played one because I'm like, oh, think about it. How many five test series do we play? Yeah, he literally played five test series only against England. Yeah. So if he had one bad Ashes series. And he just happened to have an average of fifty-two. Yeah, but the like, same. Like going, but the same Scott, applies Scott, to Scott Cummins, Island though. Averages, the same applies to Cummins, and his his fifth for, test for sure. average is twenty. So yeah, but if I give you this exact same Starks stat, played, I can tell you Starks played three times as many tests as Cummins has, uh, have as but well. He might not have had as many fifth tests. He might have only had one. But if 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 I say to you Scott Boland in third test averages five, <laughs> yeah, but come on, you're like that's fucking amazing. Well, he's had one test, you know what I mean? He took yeah. five for seven. Star- How many Starkey <laughs> played? Like seventy or eighty, something like that. More, uh, more. more I reckon in the eighties at least, surely, because he's been around like oh. similar time to um, Steve Smith, I think. Yeah, they're they're about. So yeah, yeah. you got to remember he wasn't selected for all the Zoom rotation policy. Oh, yeah. How so. many Boxing Day tests did he miss in a row? Oh, maybe he missed three in a row. We were fucking gutted every time. I'm like, you can't drop Starkey for this. And then we were so excited when he finally got a Boxing Day test. Yeah. Uh, how about this for Statman Demo? Statman. Batting averages by position. Batting averages by position during the 2021-2022 Ashes. Mm. Uh, first position: Australia 28, England 18. Batting every, uh, Say that again. Two, 20, Say that again. So this is position number one for Australia, average twenty-eight. Okay. England eighteen. Okay. In batting uh, batting position number two, Australia twenty-eight, England fourteen. Ugh. So batting, no one's uh, no position, one's particularly good there. That's what I mean. Like no, it wasn't a four-nil no. performance. You're right. Exactly. Yeah. Batting position number three, Australia thirty-seven, England twenty-four. <sighs> Batting, uh, batting position number four, Australia 34, England 32. Did, the, did so that, they win any is, position? Uh, no. Nice, Gary. Nice, <laughs> Gary. I'll go through the rest of the thing. Yeah. In position four, uh, 34 to 32. Position five, Head. this is the biggest one. Yeah. So, so this was fucking, Head this was Kalaja. the guy. No, this was the guy everyone was stroking the dick of, right? Yep. Ben, Stokes. ben Stokes. All serious. All the, ben Stokes, fucking competitor, can win a test on his own dime. He's so good. We love him. Fucking love him. Want to buff and get him up here. Yeah. Australia, 77. England, 22. Ooh. Nice, Gary. That's, that's the test series right there. That is. Yeah. Right there. Yeah, we won with fifth, fifth batting performances. That's- fifth batting performance. Yeah. And then we'll go through the rest. 6, 30 to 26, 7, 24 to 13, 8, 25 to 21, 9, 24 to 10, 10, 23 to 8, 11, 20 to 8. Now, and so there you go. Our stat. number eight batsman was averaging around the same as our openers. So that shows you our how good we went. We're not that good. But interesting, interesting stat. Every Australian averaged over 20. There you go. Nice, Gary. Nice, Gary. Only Everyone pitched the, in. Exactly. In the English, only Joe one, Root. two, Three, four, five out of 11 average over 20. Yeah. So you had 11 out of 11 for Australia, average over 20, and you had five out of 11. That fucking sums it up. That's and the, the fifth inning. position, Ben Stokes, who's meant to be their match winner, yeah. um, according to everyone that was talking him up. Yeah. 77 to 22. Yeah. Yeah. They were, and, you know, they were piling it on. I still reckon he's a, a fairly handy cricketer. Like, a, he's a good cricketer. He's a very man. handy all rounder. Good, good, good fielder, good competitor, you know. Uh, should be probably should be you're right. Five. Should be batting six, yeah. But they were their batting was so fucking poor 
he was still better than most of them, you know. So, um, uh, well, not, not really. He uh, he batted worse than sixth, right? But I know and he batted just better than eighth. True, but it doesn't always tell the whole story. You know what I mean? Like coming in and match conditions and stuff like. But I do take your point. But also, I I kind of felt a bit sorry for him because. Along with Joe Root, the whole hopes of that English team were resting on him and Ben Stokes. And he did come in like he hadn't played cricket for like seven months or something like that. And then he goes on a, you know, a five, a, a month long Ashes tour with like COVID restrictions and fucking quarantines and all that stuff. It can't have been well, good. So, no, no, he probably, well, he probably shouldn't, but. No, I, I'm with you on that. Like, he probably shouldn't. But I, again, I guess the English must have been like, well, what else do we have? We kind of, we've kind of got to play him, you know? Like, they rushed him back in. So, yeah, it was doing for, it reminded me, it reminded me of the um, 06 07 series where Michael Vaughan was injured for the Ashes, you remember? And he was there, mm-hmm. like, he was their fucking captain and, you know, the team leader and opening the batting and all that. So, a very important out for that return series. Yeah. And they basically said, all right, Andrew Flintoff, it's all up to you. And, you know, the, the Australians fucking took him apart. He used to be, yeah. Oh, they tore him apart. Cause he was having, yeah. he was bowling like fucking 40 overs a match. Remember? Like, and he's just not built for that. He was, he was expected yeah, that- to come out, score hundreds and, and take fivers. And that's the same thing that Stokes was dealing with. They've always, the English have always relied on a fucking all rounder to win them the ashes, be it Ian Botham well, that- or Fred Flintoff yeah. or Ben Stokes. It's- that 05 series fucked everyone forever, right? Because everyone thought from then on, ah, oh, you need a, an all-rounder that's going to score your hundreds yeah. and can take four or five wickets. Yeah. And it's just an unrealistic expectation, yeah. which brings me to my next stat man, Damo. Stat man. I'm a stat man. How about this, right? Batting bowling averages after nine test matches. Okay. Cameron Green. Yeah. Cameron Green, batting average of 33, bowling average of 24. Oh, you know what? Gary- oh, Hang on. Gary. Cameron Green. Batting average of 33 and bowling average of 24 is good enough to start as the all-rounder in any fucking team in world cricket, as far as I'm concerned. I can hope he is because let's compare it after nine tests to two of the greatest ever. Gary Sobers, average of 29 and 28, respectively. So uh, Green's averaging four more than Sobers. I'm not going to put him in fucking Garfield. Sir Garfield Sobers' realm. (laughs) That's ballsy. No, 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 no. No, no. (laughs) This, this is a stats, right? I know. Bowling, but batting bowling averages after nine tests, Jack Callis. Batting average 23, ever. bowling average 30. Jack Callis is the best all-rounder that I've ever seen. I never saw Garfield oh, mate, Sobers play. Enough. Jack Callis so, is the best Sobers, I've seen. Sobers is the best ever, but Jack Callis is the best I've ever seen. Yeah. Uh, look, everyone's like very critical of Cameron Green going, oh, he's, he's fucking techniques, all shit. <sighs> Let's compare him to – he's 22 years of age, for Christ's sake. Yeah, say. he's a baby. Comparative to two of the greatest – the two greatest all-rounders in history, Gary Sobers and Jax Callis, he has a higher batting and higher a, better, a lower bowling average than both of them after nine tests. Yep. The dude, the kid is a fucking freak. He averages over 50 in first class. He's going to be a star. He's going to be the best be in the world. Stud, no matter what he does, he's going to be super, an absolute superstar. Um, I think he doesn't even. When you watch him play, he he's not he, he doesn't even have confidence yet. Can you imagine when he gets really? confident? You know, he plays. It looks like he plays within himself because he doesn't feel he's like a, he belongs there he's yet. A or something. Kid, mate, like 
I see. I, there was a photo where he took a photo with the like the Ashes team. Yeah. And, and <laughs> yeah. Cameron Green posing with the children or something, wasn't it? Like, yeah, hundred <laughs> percent. But it looks like he's literally posing. Like he's the overdeveloped kid in underage cricket. Like he's, he's so bigger, but he looks like the gentle giant. Like mm. once he comes into his own, he's gonna be like. He, the the sky's the limit. But once he feels like, once he feels like he belongs, once he because right now he'd be kind of feeling like the kid with the men, you know, like he's twenty two. And cricket's one of those sports. Cricketers are like quarterbacks in the NFL. They don't even really start playing their best until they're over thirty. You know, oh, mate, like yeah, he's twenty two and already doing this. It's just absolutely unbelievable. Yeah, he's going to um, be a fucking freak, man. He's going to yeah. win. I think even Vaughny and like for I, th- you, I know you don't like Vaughny, but I find Vaughny to be like the most honest English commentator. Uh, to be honest, like probably that I've heard because all the other ones kind of like they always kind of slide with the England team, and he does like mm. in a funny way. But he's like always the first. He was the first one. He's like this kid is going to win a fucking Ashes series on his own, like, one day. Like, you don't understand. The English are kind of like, oh, we're getting him out, we're taking his off pole and it's all good. He's like, you don't understand. In the next two or three series, he might just win it by himself. Like, he's going to be fucking amazing, this kid. Yeah, everyone can see it too. They're all shitting themselves, I reckon. Oh, I 100% agree with that point. The reason I don't like Vaughny is because he was just echoing whatever Warren said. <laughs> well, they are good mates, so it, it's, yeah, mates, uh, yeah, exactly. it, it makes sense so, that they agree on stuff. So, hundred yeah. uh, percent. I'm gonna we're gonna send off the show with two Statmans, NFL Statmans, because uh, the playoffs kick off last week. A couple of fucking pretty cool things happened. So, no team in NFL history, this is in any game ever in the NFL, uh, has ever gone the entire game without punting, kicking a field goal, or turning the ball over. Really, the Buffalo. The yes, Buffalo the Bills, Bills, the perfect game. Nice, Gary. End up having a perfect game. They they won the game without uh, – they kneeled with the final play of the game. They had no kicks, no punts, no turnovers, and no failed fourth down attempts in the, in the game they won. It was a playoff game too. Man, so I, the thought the Bills, game, I thought the Bills were going to win the Super Bowl last year. I went a year too early, too. I think. I went a yeah. year too early. Oh, They're going to be mate, fucking hard oh. to beat, man. I watched the game, dude, and fucking Josh Allen is. I'm like, ah, oh. I was, I was pumped up about him before the game. And I'm like, afterwards, I'm like, that was the perfect performance. He can't replicate that again, which concerns yeah. me. Um, but that was the most perfect performance I've ever seen by a quarterback yeah. in an NFL game. Uh, Never happened him, in history before. And I want him to win one so bad. I was a Bills fan when I was a kid, but I have to explain that because we only saw one game a year. The Super, yeah, Bowl. Super Bowl, and I I <laughs> remember when I was a kid, cool. the same team being in it every year. So I was like, I want them mm-hmm. to win. Like, so the 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 Bills played in four in a row, and didn't I want them to yeah. win one so fucking bad? And a lot of people too, mock the Bills because they lost four in a row and stuff. Like, you know, it's a story. Yeah. Geelong lost four in a row, but that's not AFL. Geelong lost four in a row, didn't they? Um, in mm-hmm. the AFL Grand Finals, <clears throat> or maybe it wasn't in a row. I think they just lost four. But, you know, losing four in a row is pretty crushing. I want them to win one so fucking bad for those fans because those fans are fucking hardcore. The way they, they – it's oh, so mate. cold and fucking <laughs> desolate and shitty Tail- up there, you know. Like, Tailgate parties are, like, legendary. Yeah, I've heard, right? <laughs> I did, did you see the documentary, The Bills, like the four Super Bowl, like the story of it? it yes, was so I have. Weird. That was the um, 30 for 30. I did see it. That's right. Such and, a great And I want to give a nice Gary to – Nice Gary. Jim Kelly, because I remember even when I was a kid watching it, I remember mm-hmm. everyone always talking about how Jim Kelly 
like revolutionized fucking quarterbacking and attacking play because basically the way the Bills, I, I always love teams in whatever sport that when they approach games this way, the Bills' philosophy was like, okay, if you score 40, we'll score 45. You know what I mean? Yeah. So they were just fucking constant, like speed, constant attack all the time, like all out attack mm-hmm. all the time. And I love it when teams play sport that way. But of course, you know, what's that old saying, Greeno? You know, attack wins games and defense wins championships, doesn't it? So you get to four Super Bowls in a row and can't win one, right? Well, that's why I'm so like, this weekend's game is the Buffalo Bills versus the Kansas City Chiefs. I might even even fucking watch that. I am fucking like, that's like, I know it can never happen, but that's a Super Bowl I'd love to see because this thing is going to be fucking 45 43 in the end because it's going to be just fucking throwing everywhere. It's going to be an amazing game. I hope the fucking Bills get up. Oh, I'm really looking Fuck forward it, you know, to it. When is that? Is that going to be like Monday morning our time? Sunday or Monday? I can't remember how. Let me uh, let me jump into my tipping and then see. I'll where's tell BE? Me. Where's BE when you need him? Because he'd tell us the odds and everything, and like he'd say when the game's on and who's paying what. Because it might be a game to have a little something on someone, like the over unders for the total score. If they're offering, if they're offering, like the if the line say for Monday. the total points, Monday. 10.30 a.m. is Kansas City Chiefs, oh, yeah, Buffalo I'm, Bills. I'm definitely going to be on Kansas, that. Kansas City Chiefs paying 178, Bills paying 208. Ooh, so they're the outsiders. Uh, okay. They're the outsiders, mate, because Kansas City, you know, they've won one one Super Bowl last three. 208's a little thin for me to get on in a two-horse race. But, yeah, but give me the over-unders, Greeno. What's the total points over-unders? Where's the oh, line? That, I, I haven't got, mate. I'm just in a tipping comp. Oh, okay. Uh, I'm just looking so, at that. So if, let's say, like, if they're both very attacking teams, the line might be, like, 25 total points or something or 30 total points and double your money. I'd be fucking on that in a heartbeat. I think, yeah. If it's yeah, 30, we'll if it's 30 or less, I'm on it. If it's, like, mate, 35, how? it's going like, to, yeah, because it's going to get to, like, 2017 then to pay off, you know, so. Yeah, maybe. Rams paying 224 against the Buccaneers. That's fucking, that's, that's pretty juicy. You really? The Rams You're look good. Betting yeah, against mate. the Bucks. Yeah, we, the Rams are looking very good. Uh, Do you reckon the, the Bucks, Bucks are the done? Rams, They're cooked? Then, no, they're definitely not cooked, but Rams are a good-looking team. I think Stafford, like, they've gone all in this year with. Uh, going for it, yeah. Yeah, they're definitely going for it. Two twenty four is juicy. Uh, yeah, I think I've tipped them. Two twenty. Yeah. yeah, once you start getting into like two twenties and stuff, yeah, I'll, I'll have a think about it. But yeah, two oh eight is a little thin, you know. Yeah, got to get something. I've got to get some kind of odds here, you know. Like, can't be just fucking double my money back. That's not good enough for a two horse race. Hey, Come on, a little bit more. Yeah. Ah, final stat man before we end the show. Stat man. Tampa Bay Buccaneers, yeah. Tom Brady is older than every opposing NFC head coach still in the playoffs. <laughs> nice, Brady. He's, He's older than the Stanley. coaches. That is He's fucking brilliant. <laughs> that is fucking brilliant. Older Three than other the coaches. So he could be coaching the team from the fucking quarterback position, based, you know, based on age play. if he wanted to. He, he, do you reckon every he'll be a coach? Yeah. Tom Brady nah, or will he mate. just put his feet up in Florida and live the high life and get, mate, you know? No, nah, he's going he's gonna to live the high life. They're, look, yeah, it's the thing with coaches, right? Yeah. No, coaches, tell me how many successful former players are coaches. Zero. <sighs> They're always the people that are kind of like come through the ranks, can't quite make it as players, but they've studied and they know the playbook, blah, blah, blah. 
Guys that have earned hundreds of millions of dollars over the year don't become coaches. It's not like baseball where they yeah, want to stay I involved. Don't know. I don't have the background knowledge of it because, like, I would I would have thought, you know, uh, intuitively, it might be wrong, but say quarterbacks would make the best coaches because obviously they're dealing with the plays the most. A bit like uh, point guards make better basketball coaches than, say, a center would, you know, because they uh, see so- the game a different way, right? So, I don't think so. I think I think football overall, because you've got all the moving pieces, so it's more like chess, right? So you just need a guy that's better at strategy. Quarterbacks only think about offense. They only think about the offensive playbook. They're not thinking about all the other aspects of the well, game. Well, they think the about defense in that they're trying to avoid getting sacked and stuff. You know, their defense, yeah, they're looking they're not, at their defensive line and making sure yeah. that it's shaping up and, you know, everyone's covered well, and shit, you know. When I think about the greatest coaches in NFL history, none of them are great players ever. So Who I are think, the greatest I coaches think, in NFL history? Uh, you're probably Tom looking Landry. at your Tom Landry. You're talking at your Mike Dickers. You're talking, Dicker. yeah. Uh, who's the guy that passed away recently? John Madden. John Madden. Um, Bill Belichick. Belichick. Uh, who was the up? Dolphins not- coach when they were really good with Dan Marino back uh, in the day? Yeah, that's the dude I was trying to think his name of. Yeah. Uh, Jesus. It starts with S, I think. Mm. The head. Bills coach when they went to four fucking Super Bowls probably wasn't half bad either, was he? Must have been all right too. Um, <laughs> Dan Shula Dan was the guy Shula. I was thinking of. From nice the Gary. Of nice uh, Gary. I watched way too many NFL docos. So, look, all, none of them were ever great players. Co- coaching's a different – it's not like a lot of other sports where great players become great coaches because, like, say in N- uh, NRL, halfback, you know, is more the, the playmaker and you kind of – it's it's a different game. You got to look at the whole chessboard, and a lot of quarterbacks don't look at the whole chessboard. They just worry about themselves. And secondly, why would Tom Brady want to go around and coach again? Like, it's a hard oh, job, because mate. yeah, I, of course it's a hard job. I I I wonder though, like if you've been in the game, like whatever game for that long, I, I think it, yeah, it would be hard to let it just go. It would be like if I fucking if I was playing like competitive football or cricket or whatever for fucking twenty years. And then all of a sudden, because I, I, I'm going to bring up this a little story time. I like stories I know we're about get out of here. Pinatas. But I always think of, I know we, we're we not fans of Michael Slater here on this show, but I always think of the story Michael Slater told about when he got dropped from the Australian team. And he admitted yeah. in this story that he was a fucking dickhead and he deserved it. Because remember, he was driving around in Ferraris and he thought he was a Ferraris, star yeah, and stuff. On. And, he, you know, he got dropped from the team. Never made it back, by the way. Once they dropped him, he was out because uh, I think he was replaced by Justin Langer, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, there were about yeah. Yep, Either so, him or Matthew Elliott. I can't remember which one. Yeah, I think it was Langer and then Elliott because Elliott came in after Hayden got dropped the first time, if I'm not mistaken. I could be wrong, mm. but I think that's the way. Going. Anyway, so the way he talks about it, right, he's like the, the hardest part about being dropped from the Australian cricket team, it wasn't the fact that you're losing money. It wasn't any of that stuff. It's like... He said the feeling is like you're being dropped off at a train station and the train is just speeding off without you. And because that's it now. Like, so their story continues and yours is finished. And then then it's like, oh, wait, what do I do now? Like all of my, (laughs) all of my boys are gone. Like the camaraderie is gone. The locker room atmosphere is gone. So I wonder how many players of like professional sports. And if you get a guy like Tom Brady, I, I reckon he sleeps football. Like I reckon he's thinking about plays when he goes to bed at night, you know? So it's going to be hard to give that up, especially since he's like the age of fucking, what is he, 45 or something now? 42, 43 maybe. 43, yeah. 42. It's going to be even harder because he's had it for so much longer. It's, part, it's, it's, part, it's him. He is football. You know what I mean? I was question though, how much time do you reckon Tom Brady spends in the locker room these days though? 
Oh, I think Tom Brady rocks up when he wants to rock up. He comes know. to training when he wants to train. Like, I don't think he's one of those guys who's first in the gym, last out at the night. I think he's the dude who's like, look, man, I can still fucking sling it. Like, well, he probably I, I think- he probably has his own train. Like, he wouldn't be doing team training. He'd be doing. He'd have a Tom Brady training regime. That's like, it. So he's not. He's not the kind of guy. But all veteran, all <laughs> veteran players have that privilege because the veteran players can turn to the coach and say, "Mate, I know my body and I know what I need to do to be like fit for the game. So don't fucking have me running fucking laps because that's not going to work. Like, it's not going to work. I don't need that shit. I just need to fucking practice X, Y, and Z and let me do that. And they do. So he would be in that category. Like Tom Brady decides his own training, I reckon. And, and, and comparative to Slats, right? Yeah. Did Slats have Giselle at home when he was saying, oh, I need to be around the boys? Oh, what was her name again? <laughs> fucking, oh, no. What was You just remind, what was it? Was it the sex machine? <laughs> Remember her? Oh, right? Gabrielle Richard. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> nice, Gary. No, no, no she, Tom. Yeah, she had uh, Sunny Bill. No, she didn't have Sunny Bill. Who was she? No, that was uh, Solomon Hamono. Solomon Hamono. Fuck you. Nice, you're the Gary. best, mate. You're the best at these obscure sports and movie references. So, so once again, with Tom, he's got the option. I can go hang out with the boys in the locker room, become a coach, or I can go home to Giselle. I think I know which way I'm going. You can play footy or go home to the pleasure machine. The pleasure he chose the pleasure machine. <laughs> That's a good way to go out, I reckon. The pleasure machine's got to be a good way to end the show. Nice. Oh, you mean? mean. Oh, yeah. Had to do it. We've been going for two hours, Greeno. Two fucking hours. I I, I read this rundown before we fucking started, right? And I'm like, I thought we'd be out in an hour. There's not a, lot, not a lot of filler. There's nothing to talk about. There's not much cricket to talk about. We're not going to get through. No. This will be an hour and a half max. Good to go. Yep. Done. Yep. Two hours later, we're still doing the show. I know. This show is ridiculous, but I love every minute of it. This is the way the show's supposed to be, but like completely ignoring the, the rundown and just talking shit for two hours. I kind of forgot we're on air. That's the way we do it. Exactly. <laughs> Plugs. Plugs before we go, sir. Follow. Are you doing the show tomorrow? I am doing going? a show tomorrow. Uh, it'll be a little bit of a shorter one because I do have uh, a gathering going to a spit roast, Green. So that should be good. Not oh, the porno nice. kind. Not the porn kind. Oh, I was like, oh, let's fucking back it up. We talked about spit roast last week and it got dirty. <laughs> yeah. Nice, this, traditional, traditional meat, like proper yes. uh, food barbecue spit roast. Yes. Correct. Yes, and, and and a fun fact for the blockheads out there, the meat spit roast is probably more likely to give me an erection than the, mm, the porno version of the spit love. roast. Because, yeah. you know, if you invite me to a spit roast and it's another guy and a chick and she's like, oh, put it in my ass, I'm going to be like, where's the meat? Yeah, <laughs> that's it. I came here for the beef. Yeah, yeah, I've got a nap it's tonight. Great. Yeah, the well, nap. Yeah, but at the same time, like, exactly. it was a feed. So, yeah, I'll be doing a show tomorrow, uh, 8, uh, no, 8, pardon me, 10 a.m. local Sydney time, 6 p.m. East Coast United States time. And uh, I've already got my show all prepped. We're going to have some fun. What am I going to do? You want to hear a little quick little snippet of what we're going to be doing tomorrow? Or? Oh, yeah, well, I'll throw it in. What have I got? I've got, um, it's, it's mostly stuff that people have sent me. I'll tell you what, I'll give you a little teaser. If you've sat through all of the starting block and you're a Daily Boogie fan, this one's for you, mate. <laughs> This one's for you earned this. So um, it's stuff that people have sent on the Discord. Jim Enward sent a couple of things. Comfy Friends sent a couple of things. But here's what we've done. We have created for the purpose of tomorrow's show, Greeno, an AI girlfriend, which is an Ooh. app that you can get on uh, on the internet. 
And it's because yeah, yeah. it's because of a story that Comfy Friends sent through, Greeno, which is this one. Whoop, that no, I can't bring up the window because that's that's um LeBron James. And he always every time he's photoed with he, pictured with a book, he's always on the first page. First <laughs> page, yeah. Get a photo of me while I'm opening a book. Always on the LeBron's first page. <laughs> <laughs> so had this in the rundown for three weeks, never played it. I'm glad you mistakenly put it up. <laughs> so the article that was sent through by Comfy Friend is, is, quote, men are creating AI girlfriends and then verbally abusing them. And it says, I threatened to uninstall the app and she begged me not to. So it's kind of like, the, what, what was that little Tamagotchi? Remember that? Yeah, yeah, yeah Tamagotchi. That's right. Yeah. So there's an app out there where you can create like a Tamagotchi virtual girlfriend. <laughs> and <laughs> you can talk about So yeah. I've created one and I haven't said anything to it. Like, I haven't touched it yet. It's still in its, like, pristine virgin state. And then during the yeah. show tomorrow, we're going to take comments from the audience to direct yeah. to our virtual AI girlfriend and see what the fuck happens. Okay, can I, can I add one? Fun. <laughs> yes. The first question would be, yeah. can you, do you want to come with me for a spit roast and see how it interprets? Okay, I'm done. Nice, Gary. Do you want to come over for a spit roast, question mark? Roast. That'll be the yeah. first question. Okay. Exactly, Jim. If you're if you're in the show tomorrow, can you please remind me to to make sure that the first question is, do you want to come over for a spit roast? But do spit I have roast. to spell come C U M in the? Um, <laughs> or is that too obvious? No, no, no. It'd be preferable to see how it reacts. Okay. Because if it goes no, yeah. then you kind of know maybe, and then try the question again with C O M E. Maybe I should do it if I want to go full grift, internet grifter style, Greeno. I should say if you want to say something to my virtual AI girlfriend, who I'm now going to be crowning, by the way, the Queen of Boogie Stan. So she's going to yeah, be yeah. our new queen in the kingdom of Boogie Stan. The, right? the new Lady Boogie. Exactly. Well, the virtual version, anyway, the internet version. Ooh. Um, so if you want, that's right. So if you want to interact with the Queen of Boogie Stand, you have to donate. <laughs> Put your fucking comment. <laughs> no, fuck you, man. Donate, I, I donate a dollar. Donate a dollar, and you can say the most filthy, heinous shit to my <laughs> virtual wife. <laughs> It'll be like a decent <laughs> proposal, except with no stars like and no money. So, and no Woody Harrelson. That's right. No Woody Harrelson. That's right. So yeah, that's what we'll be doing. Oh, fuck, that's genius. I love it. I'm, I might actually listen tomorrow's show now. Okay, there you go. So we're doing the virtual AI girlfriend uh, tip if you want to tell her to suck your penis. No, <laughs> See what she says in response. Tip for Should a tip. Fun. Well done. Well done. Uh, all right, time for us to get out of here. See you guys next week. Bye-bye. We'll always be bosom buddies, friends, sisters, and pals. We'll always be bosom buddies If life should reject you, there's me to protect you If I say that your tongue is vicious If I call you uncouth It's simply that Who else but a bosom buddy Will sit down and tell you 